This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. News headlines on the way this morning with Megan. And Nico and Jimmy and always feels left out if he doesn't isn't given the opportunity to pitch in in this first break of the morning. Nico, what do what do you have coming up today? Um, so Salman Rushdie's attacker, Hadi Matar, said he decided to see Salman Rushdie almost an entire year ago, last winter, uh, when he saw a tweet about the writer's planned appearance. Recently, Hadi Matar just said, I'm surprised he's still alive. <laughs> the guy who attacked him wasn't even born when the Satanic Verses yeah. was published. The guy's only in his 20s, so... Uh, they're trying to tie this as much as they can or find out if there's any way that it's tied officially to the Iranian government. Oh. But there are a lot of Iranian far-right-wing newspapers that are calling this guy a hero and that everybody should you know, be worshipping this guy who's stabbed Salman Rushdie. But they're trying to get to the bottom of the, if there was any support or coordination with the actual Iranian government on something like this. Well, Matar told a newspaper, I don't like the person. Salman Rushdie. I don't think he's a very good person. He's someone who attacked Islam. He attacked their beliefs and the belief system. Okay. Did, did they ask him, did you did you read the satanic verses, or are you just basing this on what other people told you? Uh, he did say he considered late Iranian uh, leader Ayatollah Rohola Khomeini a great person, but wasn't saying whether he was following the fatwa. Okay. Um, all right. Well, thank you for that update. LeBron just signed a huge deal that's going to make him the highest paid, definitely basketball player. I think maybe the highest paid athlete, some uh, ridiculous amount of money to commit for two years to the Los Angeles uh, Lakers. So, I mean, that's probably a pretty good sign that LeBron doesn't want to go anyplace other than L.A. for the rest of his career, right? Probably. Would you say so? Yeah. Uh, all right. So we're going to find out more about that. Coming up in uh, sound clips also, Keenan Thompson's talking Good Burger sequel. <gasps> oh, my God. Finally. Uh, the sequel I didn't know we needed. The sequel you're not sure you wanted. <laughs> I don't know. Was Good Burger like a, a significant movie in your, in your childhood? It wasn't just a movie. It was that. a sketch on all that. It's like SNL taking their movie, their sketches in the movies. That movie me. was based on a sketch. Yeah. yeah. Welcome to Good Burger, home with a Good Burger. Can, Can I take, take your order? order? So that was just like a running sketch Skit. that they would yeah. do. It was their. It was the beginning of their triumphant careers. <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. So I'm is sure Kel's Kel, been doing some. Well, stuff, is Kel right? gonna be in it? Uh, the Good Burger sequel. Uh, you know what? We're going to hear from Keenan. I've got it loaded up right here. Keenan Thompson saying that he would love to make a Good Burger sequel happen. I saw one of the trailers for, okay, so not the Munsters, the Adams family that Tim Burton is doing. You see Luis Guzman has. Yeah. Luis Guzman looks a lot more like the Gomez Adams from the, the comics, comics yeah. from the cartoons. Uh, more than John Astin did, but John Astin was too handsome for the role. 
It was a little more dashing yeah. than the than the cartoon kids. So the Adams family was originally a cartoon. I think it ran in New Yorker or whatever, but it was supposed to be kind of like highbrow and morbid, and then they turned it into a sitcom. So Joanna, tell me if this sounds good. It's it's called Wednesday, mm-hmm. and I guess Wednesday goes off to a school, but it's like a goth Hogwarts. Is what it looks like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's called the Nevermore yeah. Academy. Mm. Uh, all right, we've got a lot <laughs> to get to today. Carlos Mencia later on the show. Also, uh, somehow I'm going to try and have time for a true crime report Ooh. and three random facts this morning. So we've got a, <laughs> we've got a full boat of stuff that we need to get to. Let's get fighters. There. There and learn to fly on 95.5 KLAQ. And uh, Dave Grohl is part of a super group. Well, let me explain that. It was a one-time only, but I have have the video here of uh, Dave Grohl, Jack Black, the other dude from Tenacious D and Beck. The other dude. (laughs) The other, you know, the other dude, the guy who plays the guitar from Tenacious D. Yeah, Kyle Gass <laughs> and Beck okay. are at Judd Apatow's charity fundraiser, and they sing the Yacht Rock classic, Summer Breeze. Oh, sweet. All right. So here you go. Like in the video, I can identify everybody here. Tell me if you can see. Okay, the guy over at the end singing with Jack Black. At first, I thought it was Art Garfunkel, but then I realized he's <laughs> Art Garfunkel's hair would not be that red anymore. And then I thought, who else could it be? Larry from the Three Stooges. But again, that doesn't work out. Do you see who I'm talking about? The guy yeah. over here with Jack Black. So the joke is Dave Grohl comes on stage and does that high guitar part uh-huh. and then he walks off stage until it's time for him to come back out. But that's that's John C. Riley. Oh guy over there. That I thought was Larry right. from the Three Stooges. God, I wonder if he's making a Three Stooges movie. You ready for some random facts? Because I got them for you. <laughs> yeah, right sure. And now it's time for One, two, three. Random, random random facts. Random and they're also facts, so I always get at least a couple of sources, triple source them if I need to, but they are random and they're also facts. So I know you guys have been waiting for this for a long time. <laughs> Since almost 24 hours yeah, ago. Almost 24 hours ago. Uh, but it's here at last. All right. Three random facts. Random fact number one. And this is something I, I, I feel like I could test out. I probably am before the week's over. Random fact number one. Lemons float and limes sink. Lemons and limes both have densities that are very close to water. But limes are just ever so slightly denser which is why they sink. So, you know, buy a bag of lemons, buy a bag of limes. What you ought to see are the lemons floating and the limes going to the bottom of the pool. That's interesting. Wow. Also, 
Are there different words for lemons and limes in Spanish? Because I feel like there's a lot of confusion. There's Sometimes you have to some. ask for a yellow lemon, depending. So, limon. A yellow like lime. Lemon and like lime. Is that yellow? No, no. You Sometimes you have to, depending on who you're speaking to, if they're a native Spanish speaker or a native Dude, English speaker. Dude, I'm not going to get into this because the last time I tried to say it, everybody attacked me. And so, you call it what you want, right? Lima, limon, I don't care. All right. What you really need to do is throw it in a bathtub and see if it sinks or floats. <laughs> right. That's what we should be worried about. Is it sinking or floating? Blippi definitely taught my child this at some point, I think. Blippi does a sinker. Blippi. Oh, my God. Did you, sinker floaty. Didn't Blippi recently come or is coming soon? I'm sh- I don't know, but I'm Blippi? sure it's not the real Blippi, and I'm sure it's... Blippi's like Barney. Oh, okay. a bunch of a money. dinosaur. No, he's just a normal Washington young man that does... <laughs> <laughs> that does... Funny videos for kids and is a millionaire now. Wow. Yeah. Lippy. B L I P P I. B L I P P I. Yeah. He does uh, sink or float segments. So popular, they send out fake blippies. Did you hear about that? Yeah. yeah. I don't know which El Paso. I don't know if El Paso got the original blippy or a. I doubt it. Pretender. I don't even think he goes on tour. I think the tour is the fake blippy. Are you ready for random fact (laughs) number two? Yes. Did you hear about the year that 7 million children in America disappeared from one year to the next? Dang. Do I have your attention? One year, (laughs) 7 million kids disappeared. This would put that Pied Piper of Hamlin to shame, wouldn't it? In 1987, the IRS started making people list their kids' social security numbers on their tax forms. Before 1987, you didn't have to list your kids' social security number. Huh. Uh, They did this to cut down on fraud. And suddenly, that year, 7 million children who were claimed the year before vanished, disappeared from the records. Weird. Creepy, I I was going way darker with that one. Right. Like something with the Krampus, maybe, or like something. Like the Holocaust. Yeah. Oh, no, nope, 7 million wow. American Sorry. kids Reagan, disappeared in 1987. Random fact number three. <laughs> yes, number three. All right. There's only one state that has a one-syllable name. Who can name it first? Go. Maine. Maine oh, is correct. Thank you. Nope. Nice. Were you... Did you even get started running through no. them, Joanna? You were like, <laughs> no. Ticks. Ticks. Yeah, I'm all Texas. <laughs> you know. Oregon. Illinois. <laughs> Il- Il- nope. Maine. All right, that's uh, three random facts for you today. I'm Daniel Paulus, and whether you're wrapping up your... Coming back, five, four, three, two... All right, weather uh, continues to hold rain in the forecast for us. Good uh, soak overnight. A lot of rain through most of the coverage area, and it looks like we're going to have 20 30% chance of showers throughout the day today, 83 for the high temperature. Tomorrow, we're seeing even more scattered thunderstorms. Looking for a 30% chance in the afternoon on Friday. 
Then overnight, Friday into Saturday, we are seeing just this huge wall of rain that's scheduled to hit. And we got that at like a 98%. So El Paso is really going to get it if this forecast holds true. Overnight Friday into Saturday, more rain in the forecast throughout the day. Saturday and Sunday, it looks like we're going to have a chance of rain right on through the middle part of next week every single day. Take extra time getting uh, to work today. Play it safe. Roads are very slick. Um, that new uh, Marvel show is out on Disney Plus today. She-Hulk. Oh, Attorney She-Hulk. That, that, that's on today. This you going to watch it? Yeah, of course. I thought the previews looked really good, and uh, the Hulk is in it, so. Yeah, it does look good. I'll Mark Ruffalo's in for this one. Maybe he's just going to kick it off. So here's what's a little bit confusing. She-Hulk is played by an actress named Tatiana Maslany. Okay, mm-hmm. Tatiana. The main villain, the character's name is Titania. Really? She's played by that... Did you ever watch The Good Place? No. You never watched The Good Place? No. Man, I think you'd really enjoy The Good Place. You keep telling me that. Yeah. Jamil Jamal, Jamila Jamal. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. I, I think everybody knows who that is, though. Really? Yeah. yeah. If not from The Good Place, from where? Oh, uh, Is she on other out. stuff? She, she's, a, she's a vocal activist on Twitter. Right? right, with Meghan Markle, yeah. and she said she's like made statements. Oh about, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So you know who I'm talking about? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. She yeah, plays yeah. a character named Titania, but the series lead, her name is T- Tatiana. Tatiana. That's funny. Uh-huh. That's, That's good casting. That's almost casting for your exact role for the exact <laughs> person you are. Except, which is uh, what how we're doing now. No, Tatiana doesn't play Titania. Oh, well, I Tatiana plays She-Hulk. Oh, and Jamila. Jamila plays Titan. <laughs> oh, that's why it's confusing. Well, I'm yes. confused. So proof. Yeah, I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's on Disney Plus today. There's some preseason football tonight on ESPN. Seattle Seahawks host the uh, Chicago Bears. Okay, so what's still Wilson went to Denver? Yeah. So Wilson's in Denver. He's a Bronco now. Yes. And what's Seattle looking to do for a quarterback? Who do they have in place? Who is who is at Seattle now? Oh man, I don't remember. Is Garoppolo back in San Francisco? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's 49ers. Wait, who's Seattle's quarterback? <laughs> who is Seattle's quarterback now? <laughs> I'm so sorry, Seahawks fans. Don't come <laughs> after me. I guess Kaepernick is never gonna get a workout with anybody. Is what it's seeming more and more like. I mean, uh, oh yeah, but I think that train has. You think so? Left this. I think that the, the state it's left the station. It's hey. in Antarctica. It's off the grid. I th- I think one day the NFL will have like every oh, year they'll have Colin Kaepernick. It's day. Drew. Lo- oh, it's Drew Locke. Oh, okay. You know eh. many. You know many Seahawks fans. Yeah, I, I used to know a lot in California. I had a lot of friends out there that were Seahawks fans. I remember the I don't quarterback know I know in the 70s was named Jim Zorn. I thought Jim that was a, Zorn. I thought that was a cool name. Jim <laughs> Zorn. Zorn. Yeah. I like that. All right, let's get to our Moshu calendar and daily almanac of events. And then we'll have entertainment news with Joanna Barba on the way in just a few minutes. Take a look at what's happening in today's Moshu calendar. 
Today is mail order catalog day. You don't what about see mail, or, what mail, about mail order, order bride? bride? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I miss those. Mail order catalogs? You know, like what's the circle, last? You circle the things you want. You write it out. Do you remember that? I remember like the Sears and Montgomery Ward's catalog. Or yeah, know, but just because you would use those to, to go to the bathroom. Was, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. They had that women's undergarment section in the Sears and Montgomery Ward catalog. That was, as, that was as close to seeing a woman's boobs as I could possibly get. <laughs> Title of today's episode. <laughs> Today is... Did oh, You guys probably aren't old enough to remember... My mom used to get this thing called the Finger Hut Catalog. You, you never heard of the Finger Hut Catalog? We had it was like gadgets and gizmos yeah, and yeah. different it. stuff. Today is National Fajita Day. Mm-hmm. Do you say fajita or fajita? <laughs> I say <laughs> fajita. <laughs> Birthdays today include Andy Samberg, formerly of Saturday Night Live. And he's now on Brooklyn Nine Nine. Woohoo! Forty four today. What? Hot Rod is forty four. <laughs> you remember Hot Rod? How about uh, Never Stop Never Stopping? Did you ever see that no. one? The one where he's like in a boy band. You never saw that one? It's a great. It's like a kind of like a mockumentary. I is guess. it? Is it his Lonely Island guys? Yeah, the Lonely oh, yeah. Island guys are in it. Uh, Caitlin Olson, who plays Sweet D on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, is 47 today. Malcolm Jamal Warner, who played Theo Huxtable on The Cosby Show, is 52. Hopefully he didn't learn how to mix a cocktail from his TV dad. Uh, So happy birthday, Theo Huxtable, who's 52. Ed Norton, since we were talking about the Hulk, do you remember that Ed Norton was the Hulk for one movie? Yeah, he did. And it was, it was part of the main Marvel Cinematic Universe. It right was, after Iron Man, around there? Yeah, Iron Man first, shortly after that, the Hulk, and then they replaced him. Do you know why they replaced Ed Norton? Uh, supposedly he was difficult to work with. Yeah, so for once, somebody plays the Hulk, and people just don't like him when he gets angry. <laughs> so kind of, that's so... Dumb. Actor Ed Norton is 53. I thought he did a good job. Yeah, yeah, he did. I, You know, it's one of those things you got to wonder why. Who was the guy who played the original War Machine? They replaced him with Don Cheadle. Uh, uh, Terrence Howard? Terrence, Terrence Howard. Terrence Howard. Yeah. But Ed Norton's 53. Wait a minute. The guy from Fight Club <clears throat> and American History X is 50. Is younger than him? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you're younger than him? No, no, he's younger than I am. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm shocked by that. Really? <laughs> that's what's shocking? Yeah, yeah that's what's shocking. <laughs> Christian Slater shares a birthday. He also turns 53. Uh, Dennis Leary, comedian and actor from Rescue Me, is 65 today. Have you ever heard the, uh, the accusation that Dennis Leary basically started doing Bill Hicks' Act no. after Bill Hicks died. No. Look that up. That's no. been a thing that's been out there for like 30 years. Bill Hicks died. And when he did, Dennis Leary, who was friends with him, yeah. 
basically just took his act. Is I'm not saying that this is true. I'm just saying that it's a thing. It's been that's, out there. It's been put Interesting. out there. Right? No, I hadn't heard that. So Dennis uh, Dennis Leary is 65 today. <laughs> Actor Martin Mull is 79. And one of the great old-time actors who's still around with us, Robert Redford, is 86 today. Birthday also for filmmaker Roman Polanski, who turns 89. He made a lot of amazing films, which makes it just more the, all the more difficult to watch, knowing the stuff he did. Do you know the rundown on Roman Polanski? I thought he his wife was... His wife was murdered by by the Manson family. Yeah, the Mansons. Yeah. When she was pregnant. Let me tell you, about eight years after that, he had to flee the country because he gave like a 13-year-old drugs in a hot tub at Jack Nicholson's house. Jack Nicholson wasn't there and took sexual liberties (laughs) with the young woman who was 13. So he turned himself out. He turned himself over. They let him bail out and he left the United States and he hasn't been back to the United States since. Oh man! So he's like as he's as bad as Woody, Woody Allen, Allen, right? I can't keep up with these <laughs> right. movie makers. Well, there was a big thing a few years ago where a bunch of people in Hollywood wanted them to grant clemency so Roman Polanski could come back and get his Academy Award for the pianist, right? And right. I don't know. That was like right at about the time the Me Too thing was getting started. It's not like good, which not which which is which do you want Hollywood? Right. Mm-hmm. You want to treat Roman Polanski like a hero, or you want to Me Too people? Because you can't have it both ways. And former First Lady uh, Jimmy Carter's wife, Rosalind Miss Rosalind Carter, is having a birthday today. She's ninety five. Nico, do you remember a picture that Biden took with the Carters last year? And they're sitting <laughs> on a couch, and there's something about it that makes them look like <laughs> we. Like fairy folk, like tiny little... Like gnomes? Yeah, like tiny, <laughs> tiny little people compared to Biden. Oh, they look yeah. very diminutive. And it was on this date 45 years ago that a procession of 18 white limousines and a white hearse drove through the streets of Memphis to take Elvis mm. to his final resting place. Except it wasn't. I think they had to move him because people were... Like, it wasn't secure enough, and they were worried people were going to steal Elvis's body. So I think eventually <gasps> they, had, oh they had to re-encrypt him. Oh, uh, that's so weird. So that was 1977 when Elvis was uh, finally laid to rest. The number of flowers delivered by FTD was the most of any event in that company's history, according to FTD. Not STD. FTD. <laughs> no, good call. Flower yeah. And uh, that is what's happening today on the Mo Show calendar, a daily almanac of events. Let's check our entertainment headlines with Joanna Barber, who brings us Hollywood news every morning at around this time. Good morning, Joanna. Good morning. Back in 2001, in the early days of the reality TV boom, ABC had a show called The Mole. Does anybody remember that? Yes. Yeah, I remember it. Good, and I remember I it being very topical at the time, but I, personally, I didn't watch it. So I don't remember it at all. You know, it was like one of these competition shows, except one person was trying to sabotage your team. Yeah. Mm-hmm, so uh, That's how I remember the premise. 
Right. So it featured a group of contestants working together on a series of challenges, but one of the contestants was secretly the mole whose job was to work against them to make sure they failed. Well, Netflix is going to be bringing that back this fall. There's no word on an exact release date, but the show was already shot last year. The original version aired for two seasons with Anderson Cooper as host. Then there were two more celebrity seasons. ABC revived it in 2008, but it only lasted one summer. But get ready for the mole coming to Netflix. It doesn't matter how much star power you have. Once you join the Marvel Universe, you tow a very strict line. And Owen Wilson found that out when he joined the cast of Loki on Disney+. Owen is currently filming season two, and he's watching his tongue because he's already been scolded, quote, multiple times. He said, when I let it slip that I'm wearing a mustache as Agent Mobius, I got an ominous text saying, strike one. I don't know who that was from, but we looked into it and we think it might have been Kevin Feige using a burner phone. <laughs> season two is coming, but did you watch season one? I watched most of the first one and then I just kind of got fed up with it. Oh, Loki's great. Loki yeah. was one of the better TV shows, I think, too. Do you know why they're so strict about this information? Why? They're trying to keep everything very Loki. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. If I wasn't in your head, I would have watched it better. <laughs> Pete Davidson apparently isn't the only SNL alum with BDE. During a recent episode of her podcast, Broad Ideas, Rachel Bilson quipped that her ex, Bill Hader, is well-endowed. Bilson's guest, Tommy Dorfman, inquired about her relationship with Bill Hader, and this is what she said. So, when you and Bill broke up, <laughs> what um, did you miss the most? His big d- <laughs> <laughs> I'm like how she like kept giggling. Yeah. Adorable. I'll never look at Stefan the same. <laughs> or Barry. Or Barry. <laughs> <laughs> The former couple sparked relationship rumors in late 2019 and they made their red carpet debut on, at the Golden Globes in January of 2020. However, they called it quits later that year and Bilson admitted that their split hurt like a mother effer. Hader briefly dated Pitch Perfect star Anna Kendrick following his split with Bilson, but is currently single. Rachel Bilson should date the person who was in your previous story, Owen Wilson. You know why? So their celebrity name can be... Rachel Wilson or Owen Bilson. Bilson. There you go. <laughs> That's adorable. Hopefully she's listening. <laughs> Finally. They want to keep it low-key. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, finally, while we've all been distracted by the promise of a new generation battling for the Iron Throne, another equally vicious Regency war has been unspooling right beneath our noses. Grab your reindeer and sharpen your candy canes because it's time to answer the eternal question Who is the real Queen of Christmas? Mariah Carey, whose inescapable hit All I Want for Christmas is You, remains the most streamed Christmas song in Spotify's history, is sure of her claim that she filed to trademark the term in March of 2021. The singer also filed for exclusive rights to the rest of the royal family as well, like Queen of Christmas, but also Princess of Christmas and Christmas Princess. How about Duchess of Noel? I don't think... Oh, I like that Duchess name. Of Duchess Noel. of Noel. Yeah. <laughs> 
If Carrie's application is successful, she alone will have access to those terms and the ample merchandising opportunities that they provide for every Christmas yet to come. Now, however, someone else has entered the chat. According to fellow carolers, Elizabeth Chan and Darlene Love, they are the queen of Christmas and they're ready to fight. Elizabeth Chan, who exclusively composes and performs Christmas music, has been called the Queen of Christmas in the media since 2014 and recently used the moniker as the title of a 2021 holiday album. And now she's taking her claim to court and says, quote, Christmas has come way before any of us on Earth and hopefully will be around way after any of us on Earth. And I feel very strongly that no person should hold on to anything around Christmas or monopolize it in the way that Mariah seeks to. Wait, so she doesn't want to be queen of Christmas. She just doesn't, she just want, doesn't anybody, want Mariah. She to doesn't be. want anybody to be queen of Christmas. Right. I mean, we can end this now. It's Mrs. Claus. Right? Shouldn't she be the uh, Mrs. Claus is, is the, the queen, queen of, of Christmas. Christmas. She the Countess Countess of Christmas, Mariah. This is Elizabeth Chen, by the way. Wait, is this a Taylor Swift song? Yeah, this is it. Is this, this is nothing. Mariah singing it? No, this is this is Elizabeth Chan. Elizabeth Chan. Oh, she's good. That's a Taylor Swift jingle. Oh my God. Look, do you have something else by Elizabeth Chan? No. Because her voice doesn't sound particularly strong to me. I kind of like that though. Because it, you already know the shake it off. Yeah, shake it off. Okay, so tell me what Darlene Love's claim. Oh to my Queen God, of you don't is. know Darlene Love? Yes, you do. Meanwhile, Darlene Love claims she was named the Queen of Christmas by David Letterman before Mariah's "All I Want for Christmas" came out, and she released this one in 1963. Sure. I love this one. If anything, this is my favorite over All I Want for Christmas. Really? Yes. She what says, did David Letterman introduce her one time? Yes. And it's like, here she is, the well, queen of Christmas. Like She has sang this song on Letterman. Well, she sang it on Letterman every holiday for years. And now she says, quote, I'm 81 years of age and I'm not changing anything. I've been in the business for 52 years and can still hit those high notes. If Mariah has a problem, call David or my lawyer. Carrie's team has yet to respond to Chan and Love's challenges. As the long winter approaches, we are anxious to see whether the seated queen buckles or lets her heart grow three sizes. Was Mariah just not happy with her previous title, one of Nick Cannon's baby's mamas? <laughs> one of them. <laughs> but with your entertainment news, I'm Joanna Barba. What kind of radio show is this? Crazy! A short pause, and the Buzz Adams Morning Show will be back. I want to tell you about the Silo Bar and a special event that they have coming up. It's a Rombauer tasting, the most sought-after wines from California, and it's happening this Saturday, August 20th. They've got two different seatings. 4 p.m. and 6.30 p.m. Taste five wines from the line, including their renowned Chardonnay and their Diamond Selection Cabernet. And of course, there'll be food pairing. The food is great at Silo Bar. Wait until you see what they've got prepared to go with this wine. Reserve your spot before they sell out. Go to SiloBarElPaso.com. That's SiloBarElPaso.com. 
Local and loco. Don't you know I'm loco? The Buzz Adams Morning Show. 95.5 KLAQ. Coming up this morning on the Buzz Adams Morning Show, Carlos Mencia, who's in town. The beloved comedian is performing at the El Paso Comic Strip with shows starting tonight mm-hmm. and on through the weekend. Uh, all right, so let me set this up. This week they they let about 100 uh, people go from jail because the district attorney had too much time had elapsed for the, the DA's office to take action. Now, some of these were, were serious crimes, including assault of the police officer, uh, domestic violence. The, uh, DUIs are in there, so... But we've been hearing this undercurrent for a while now that there's something dysfunctional going on in the DA's mm-hmm. office. And we, you know, we hadn't had much luck getting somebody from the DA's office, either district attorney yourself or uh, anybody or representative. to speak. And in fact, Megan pointed out yesterday, she did her first interview in a long time. She did mm-hmm. it with Fox. So, uh, We've got a guest on. Uh, Mr. Antcliffe is going to talk to us. Kind of run down. What did she tell Fox yesterday? What's going on? Why Why are they releasing hundreds, just this week, hundreds of people? Well, she, I mean, look, we talked about it yesterday, Buzz. And, you know, it kind of seems like it's, it's either she's being, you know, she's being served a lot of pushback from the former administration. And there also right. seems to be holes. She's in blaming her. people who were with the previous administration who yes. are kind of like have an axe to grind against her. She said, quote, there has been a lot of pushback from the administration that was not asked to return. And it's been constant harassment since day one. So she did say that, um, which so the previous administration made her not put a filing in. Okay. Well, so there, there's a lot to this. She made everybody, I think, reapply for their job so they didn't carry everybody over. But that's kind of her defense is the previous administration has been uh, trying to throw up roadblocks or derail my... It, well, because it's political, right? That's she's, what she says. So right, that's, what that's, she what says. She's, that's what she's alleging, uh, right? So that's what she that's what she says, which I believe she has said before that it's just it's just pushback and there's not enough hmm. office space. So she, is she not in control COVID of her own district then, attorney's okay, office? You know what? Let's let's talk to somebody who's who's well known in the legal community. He was a criminal lawyer and a judge for the 168th and 448th district courts. Uh, and was on the 8th Court of Appeals, which covers 17 counties in West Texas. So here's somebody who's got a little knowledge of how the legal system, the DA's office works in El Paso, Chris Antcliffe. Hi, Chris. Good morning, Buzz. Thanks for taking the time to talk to us. So, Chris, what 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 is being said in the legal community? Because now it's gotten to the point where I think the public has started to take notice that there's something, I, I'll come right out and say it, dysfunctional going on in the district attorney's office. I agree. There's definitely something wrong in the DA's office. Blaming the prior administration when you're, what, two years in is a waste of time. I mean, love him or hate him, Jaime Esparza knew how to run the DA's office, and he did it for 28 years. Yeah. And 5,300 cases right now, from what I understand, are sitting in screening. They haven't yeah, passed the screening yeah. place. And that is unconscionable. Uh, I, I can't 
never in my career have I seen anything like that. I know that it's been talked about, yeah, that happens in other counties, and that's just flat-out BS. I've never heard of anything like that. Those cases need to be moved. It is a danger to the community that these things are getting dismissed. Beto Acosta, the judge, is doing exactly what he's supposed to do. The public defenders are doing what they're supposed to do. The problem is the DA's office is not doing what they're supposed to do. They were talking to uh, one of the one of the public defenders, and the public defender was uh, well not criticizing the DA. But what makes your job easier than just having all the cases walk? Right. I mean, if you're the public defender, that that frees up your docket a lot. It seems like, and I would say that somewhere in the neighborhood of sixty to seventy percent of all cases that come through um, and and go through the process, go to the public defender's office. The remainder go to private lawyers because people can afford to hire a lawyer. And you're about to see more of these cases getting dismissed because the private lawyers are filing the same motions. All right, we're talking to uh, attorney and former judge Chris Antcliffe about what's going on in this district attorney's office. I just want to say, because we've been going pretty hard at this uh, since this report came out this week, before she took over, I I didn't I don't have anything against Yvonne no. Rosales. I don't really talk to many people who do have anything Neither against. Do I. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to ask what your perspective was, Chris. I mean, other than this work isn't getting done, and there's something that can, that's untenable. Well, and there's potential be criminals being released, right? But uh, what what do you think is happening here? Well, I think that if she took over the job. Um, and I, I obviously, I, I know her enough to say hi. That's about it. But you, she ran for the position, got the job, and is not doing it. And it's, it's really unfortunate what we're seeing right now. This is all on this DA's office. When you let go of 40 to 50% of your attorneys, your line attorneys who try cases, as you come into the office, and then you deprioritize screening, which is uh, one of the most important uh departments in the DA's office this is the kind of thing that would happen and there's no way anybody can be blindsided because you were the one who took those actions that caused this mess all right so i think she used this partially as her defense she says that sir people in jaime's administration are kind of out to get her because she made everyone reapply for their job uh when she was elected is that is that what you're talking about with forty percent of uh, attorneys yeah. being let go? Yes, she let go of a bunch of attorneys then, and then since then it's become a revolving door. People are coming in to the DA's office, getting hired. They're leaving days or weeks later. Wow, um, it, it's it's a mess, and it's creating a situation where you got a guy who spent seven hundred days in jail without a charge. And I don't even know what he was would have been charged with. We're seeing pretrial diversion being offered, given to people who are more than double the limit, the legal limit of 0.08 on DUIs. And when you get pretrial diversion, if you complete that diversionary program, which now can be as short as two weeks, I've, I've, under Jaime, I think it was at least six months, uh, wow. you can get it expunged. So then it's like it never happened. Back when Esparza, and I'm not saying I'm a fan of his. I I didn't really care one way or the other for either of them. But he knew what he was doing, and 
that office ran efficiently. That's the problem right now. He ran he a tight ship. It's on screening. Well, he did for a while. <laughs> Chris, I have a, a when, when you say screening, what do you mean screening? Define what we're talking about here for me. There are lawyers who review each case as it comes in to determine whether they're going to indict it or what they're going to do with it. And that screening process has to be run by lawyers who know what the law is, what the charge is, what the allegations and the facts are, and then they move the case forward. Whether they're going to indict it for a felony or send it to a, a misdemeanor court, whatever they're going to do, that's the screening process. And it's, it's backlogged like I've never seen. Chris, we've been talking about this ever since the judge uh, in the Walmart uh, case. Uh, judge Madrano. Judge Madrano. Judge Madrano unloaded, like in front of the court, in front of reporters, in front of everybody. He unloaded on the district attorney, and that was so far out of out of the usual right. course of the way things are done. Well, and we've been trying it to ta- we've been trying to talk to somebody in the DA's office, maybe uh, even uh, uh, defense attorneys as well. Nobody really wants to talk because they're all afraid of some type of retribution. Is that normal? Yeah, I don't. I I can't speak to retribution. I, I can understand why somebody who currently works in the DA's office wouldn't speak. She speaks for herself, and defense lawyers aren't going to go out on a limb, right? Because their clients may suffer for exactly uh, them speaking. Totally, and, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Chris, that's such a, a good point. Yeah, that's such a good point. Is if you make it public, then you're kind of targeting these well, th- these specific cases. Whether, whether there is any real retaliation, there's a perception that there could be among attorneys. I think it's fair to say that there could be like the thought is there that oh, they might retaliate against me. Uh, what what happens? Who steps in? I know that. Uh, Joe Moody had comments about this and kind of said that this can't go on this way. But who is in charge if you get to the point where uh, a, such an important office is so dysfunctional as it seems to be? Who who steps in? Is that going to have to be a recall or how do you see this playing out? Yeah, it would have to be something like a recall election. Somebody would have to step up, get the signatures and begin that process. And then you've got to you got to find somebody to run who knows the DA's office and, I mean, really, the DA's office is the largest law firm in town. And the DA is effectively the the managing partner of that office. And if you can't effectively administrate that office, you what happens is what we're seeing now. All right, let me ask you this. We're talking to Chris Antcliffe. Uh, one of the things that uh, District Attorney... Yvonne Rosales said yesterday when she talked to KFOX, and I'll quote from the story. She said the number of criminal cases dismissed by El Paso County's public defender was a personal attack against her and her office. Translate that, that, yeah, translate that, that for me, please. I, I can't translate. It's, it's nonsense. It's gobbledygook. It doesn't mean anything. What I heard was she said that she can refile, the DA's office can refile, if the statute of limitation hasn't run on any of these cases that are getting dismissed. That's true. The problem is, who pays for that? you got to have police officers and sheriff's department uh, personnel to go out, find those people, rearrest them, and start that whole process oh over. My God. Well, and how are they going to have time if they don't even have time to deal with it now? I mean... And dealing with other cases as they come in at mm-hmm. the same time. Exactly. Let me, let me and, and what about the people who leave? Okay, there are a lot of this, the, a lot of defendants 
who are uh, being dismissed right now, I doubt we'll ever see again because they'll right. head back across the waters. Uh, here is a little clip of what uh, Yvonne Rosales had to say, specifically about what you were talking about, uh, about the statute of limitations not expiring. Uh, let me see if I can bring this up real quick, and we'll hear from District Attorney Rosales. Justice will be served, and we still can file criminal charges. Their case is not lost. That is the most important message that I want to convey to this community. Yeah, but what about the DA's office? The functioning and the performance would give you any confidence that this is all going to be made good at right. some unspecified point down the right. itself. What, what about the way the DA's office makes anybody have any confidence in what the DA just said there, Chris. Nothing. There isn't anything. Yeah. Past performance is a predictor of future performance, and you guys know that. And what we've seen over the last couple of years, it, it, it's incompetent. It's, it's scary, almost. Right. Uh, uh, it, it's scary when you have people who are alleged to have committed murders or, you know, anything that endangers the public. Assault, violence, DUIs. Stalker who's dismissed. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, so I, the, the uh, one other uh, question that I wanted to ask or point that I wanted to make uh, about this was what's going on with the Walmart shooter? Because that's when Judge Madrano really, really mm-hmm. un- unleashed. It's like, uh, I guess the D.A. had said, I'd like this trial to get underway. And Ma- Ma- Sam Madrano said, there has not been one filing. filing. There has not been one motion. Not one. Well, thing. and did, wasn't she getting in trouble because she said, "Oh, I want to prosecute this by the end of the year or something." She had made a statement, but without having filed. Well, that was yet. when Madrano said the showboating stops right. here, and he put kind of a right. gag order on the yeah, whole the thing grandstanding locally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is is this at least the local version of this case in jeopardy because the DA's office is in such disarray? It's. I can't say that the local version of the case is in jeopardy per se. She's apparently hired two out-of-town prosecutors to come in and try the case, which I do not understand. There are, despite everything that's gone on, there are qualified, good uh, capital murder prosecutors still in that office. Mm -hmm. And what she's doing makes no sense to me. Uh, At the time that this happened... Uh, Jaime Esparza was still the DA, and he began the process to prosecute uh, Mr. Crucius. I mean, he started filing everything and trying to get things set. The judge sets the the dates, and, you know, to say that you want to try this case before the end of the year, well, good for you. It's the judge who's going to determine when the case goes to trial and mm-hmm. how it's going to be tried. And that's what I think antagonized Judge Medrano. You don't get to say those things. And that's why he put the gag order in place, telling everybody, shut up. I, there's I, a hearing. If it hasn't already happened, there's a hearing coming up on a violation of that gag order. I want to uh, kind of reassure people. There, Don't worry. The Walmart shooter, he doesn't. He doesn't get out. Get out, right. He doesn't oh, draw no, a breath of no. fresh air no matter what. He, you know, this, this guy's going to die That's in prison true. for sure. Well, Chris- the big weight right now is on the Attorney General for the United States to make a decision whether the U.S. government is going to seek the death penalty or not. As soon as that decision is made, Judge Guadarrama will move this case forward towards trial. But why? Then- Sorry, ahead. Chris. I just, why was nothing filed yet? I can't explain that. So okay, because that I, I I don't understand that. Let me wrap up with this. Would it be reasonable to put out a plea to the district attorney to to Ms. Rosales 
look, if you're in over your head, maybe you bit off more than you could chew, just come clean and admit it that you're not up to the job and step aside because this is going to jeopardize safety and possibly lives. Would would that be a reasonable plea to make to the DA at this point? Sure, but what do you think is going to happen? I don't know. I mean, I mean, it really feels like she might be over her head, you know, in over her head, and maybe she's just looking for... She's blaming the past administration. Know, she's not blaming th- herself. I know, but that's that's also a sign maybe that there's just some flailing going on here, you know? I think the very first thing you said, Buzz, was that it's clear to anybody outside looking in that there is a tremendous dysfunction in that office. That's what's going on right now. And cases getting dismissed because they're not moving forward is, I hate to use this word because everybody throws it around all the time lately. It's unprecedented. It's, yeah. it's egregious. <laughs> it's terrible. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Not just in El Paso. I- anywhere that you're aware of, stuff like this does not happen in the DA's office. No. Yeah. Not unless you have somebody who is not doing their job and uh, administrating for the office. All right. Uh, so a lot of questions still out there to be answered. Thank you, Chris, for taking a few minutes. Yeah, thanks, today. Chris. Really thanks, appreciate Chris. that. Of course. You guys have okay. a great day. Thank you. There is attorney, former judge, and uh, mediator, Chris Antcliffe. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so it sounds like somebody needs to get a recall petition going. Right. I don't know how that pro- process works. I don't know how it works uh, when it comes to a district attorney, an elected official. But, I mean, they recall governors all the time oh, in yeah. California. Uh, this could get a lot worse, a lot a lot quicker than anybody, because I think they said there were more uh, people that have been kept so long without any filings that I, I heard a couple hundred more possibly this yeah, week. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the optics certainly are not good, regardless of what's going on. It's, it's, it, it looks terrible. Right. Justice will be served, and we still can file criminal charges. Their case is not lost. That is the most important message that I want to convey to this community. Yeah, but if, if you couldn't prosecute this case while they were in custody, why, why should anybody do feel like yeah. you're going to prosecute it now that they're no longer in custody? Like, you need time to catch up. So we sent Nico downtown outside the jailhouse uh, as people were being released. Good man in the street (laughs) reporting from Nico here. We're going to hear as Nico talked to people coming out of jail. We're here downtown to ask those who were recently released what their reaction was. Let's talk to this gentleman. Are you happy to be out? Hell yeah, I'm happy to be out. I've been in for a long time. Wait, wait a second, bro. I got a checker that gave me all my property back, S.A. I got my long socks, my Chuckies, my chapstick. Okay, okay, wait. I got my wallet right here on the end of my chain. Got my prison wallet right here on the end of my... Orale. It looks like I got everything. Now what's up? Oh, man, check this out. They said I took an axe and I chopped up my family. And I thought I was going to be in there for a long time because I admitted it on Facebook. And I live streamed the whole thing, S.A. But thanks to my defense attorney, Ivan Rosales... I'm a free man today. But, sir, uh, Yvonne Rosales is not a defense attorney. Wait, she's not? No, she's the district attorney. Well, she's the best damn attorney in this district, S.A. All the homies in cell block C say, even if you didn't do it, Yvonne can get you off scot-free. Yvonne, you got a voter for life, girl. And you, sir, are you happy to be out? Yeah, you got that right, Vatso. 
I've been in there since like Memorial Day weekend. They caught me on camera shoplifting at the Bronco swap meet. They said I was stealing, but Yvonne Rosales has stolen my heart. I love you, Yvonne. Thank you for letting me out. You're the best distinct attorney El Chico has ever had. Next up, let's talk to this gentleman. Check this out. I was ripping some linoleum out of my old lady's bathroom and I started drinking some modelos. I got into a groove, you know? Rip some linoleum, drink a modelo, strip, drink, strip, drink. Before I knew it, my DIY had turned into a DUI. Did they give you a breathalyzer? <laughs> yeah! I blew a 15, but now I'm blowing a kiss to the stupid jail magistrate. Muchas gracias, Ivonne Rosales. You're the kind of distracted attorney this city needs, eh? Good uh, man on the street reporting. Right? <laughs> Thank you. Know, very, very <laughs> important and topical matter. It was very good to hear from them and their thoughts. Yeah. Uh, let's take a break. We'll come back with more of the Buzz Adams Morning Show on the way right after this. I know, 1900, the Buzz Adams Morning Show. All right, I thought we'd get to news a little early today because Carlos uh, Mencia's dropping by. Carlos is doing a show tonight at the comic strip. Then he's got nightly shows Friday, Saturday. And, Nico, are they doing a Sunday show for Carlos this week? I believe so. Okay, we believe uh, Sunday show is also part of it. Let me get to a uh, phone call. Always want to prioritize when people call into the show. Uh, this is Ben. Hi, Ben. What's up, Ben? Hey, good morning. How are you? Good morning. We were just uh, talking to uh, former Judge Ant Cliff, who was willing to kind of, you know, give an insider's view on what's going on in the DA's office. I don't know if you caught that or... Uh, uh, yeah, I, I did catch that. Uh, I did, and I was glad that uh, someone is uh, who's knowledgeable uh, came out and talking about uh, this nonsense, which is what it is. It's nothing, nothing but a bunch of nonsense that um, District Attorney Yvonne Rosales is blaming also the pandemic. Uh, that is the mm -hmm. most ridiculous nonsense I've ever heard of, blaming the pandemic. Well, well I fair, think there's, look, every, every uh, DA's office and every court system in the United States is affected by the pandemic. Yeah. There's, they had to go to Zoom There, there is some truth, but, you, but you, not every DA's office in the country is behind and letting, letting people walk free like this. So you could, you could say definitely the pandemic had an impact impact on dockets right. and schedules and stuff, but not to the point where but it's not, an excuse. Not to this, uh, not, yeah. not to this uh, you know, mm -mm. extreme here in El Paso. It's, you know, it's, yes, you can blame the pandemic for affecting a lot of businesses, blame, uh, affecting the district attorney's office, cities, counties, whatever. But uh, like you were saying, not to this, my gosh, this is just too much. No, right. Um, the other thing that uh, kind of concerns me are the victims, uh, people who have been, I guess, well, victimized. I just cannot imagine how bad, horrible these people are feeling, you know, letting, finding out that uh, so-and-so got released mm -hmm. because he or she did this and that. Um, it's devastating, uh, you know, uh, to, to these victims. That's a good point, <clears throat> There was a crazy thought I had had, uh, so up until a couple months ago, and I kn knew that this issue was going on in the DA's office and that there was some major dysfunction going on. In my mind, I thought, all right, maybe they are so focused on the, well, the Walmart August shooter. 3rd, you know, that that's taking their focus away from everything else. But then the DA gets up in front of Judge Medrano 
and he just lets her have it. You haven't, your office hasn't done one filing. They haven't called a single witness. They've not called one single expert. They haven't done anything. And that's when he put the gag order on the uh, the local Walmart case. So my one thing I was thinking was, you know, maybe this is such a big deal that they're putting two, you know, all of their effort into this. But apparently, apparently not. Apparently not. All right. Thanks, Ben, for the call. Sure. I appreciate it. So I thought we'd uh, get to some news headlines a little bit early today. Uh, So when Carlos comes in, we're free up to talk to him. So. McCormick with KLAQ News Headlines on the Buzz Adams Morning Show. You had to keep your mouth yeah, shut. I had to remember, don't, don't cut off the intro. <laughs> he stepped away from the yeah, microphone. I sure did. Good morning, Megan. Good morning, Buzz. Texas School District pulls books, including the Bible. The Keller Independent School District, which serves students in the suburbs of Fort Worth, Texas, is reviewing all the books on their library shelves and library shelves and classrooms. The district says all books that were challenged by parents, lawmakers, and other community members in the last year have been pulled. Right now, 41 books, including the Bible, are under review. Other books include a graphic novel adaptation of Anne Frank's diary, The Bluest Eye by Tony Morrison and Gender Queer, a memoir by Maya Kobabe and more. And they aren't the only school district making such moves. The American Library Association has reported more than twice the challenges this year than in 2021 and in 2020. Former Vice President Mike Pence is breaking his silence on whether or not he would testify before the House Select Committee investigating the January 6th attack on the Capitol at a politics and eggs event at St. Anselm. Anselm College in New Hampshire on Wednesday, Pence said he would consider it. Any invitation to be directed to me, I would have to reflect on the, the unique role that I was serving in as vice president. Um, it would be unprecedented in history for a vice president to be summoned to testify on Capitol Hill. Hmm. What else was unprecedented? Mm. People breaking into the Capitol, yep. wanting to hang the vice president. Yep, that's pretty one. unprecedented. Mm-hmm unprecedented the, your president tweeting out things that only really f- threw gas on the fire that was already going that was pretty unprecedented i don't know what i else? mean calling up calling up state election officials and saying find me 13,000 more votes or whatever the hell the number was it's not a lot i just need i just 15, need like 13,000 votes you can't you're telling me you can't just go all of that's unprecedented yeah i would say to mike pence First of all, sack up, grow a pair, and realize that all of this is unprecedented. A federal judge is set to decide today on unsealing the affidavit used to carry out a search warrant on former President Trump's Florida home. And former Vice President Mike Pence says transparency surrounding the Mar-a-Lago raid is important. And in the wake of the four years that we endured, the politicization of the FBI, the American people have a right to know the basis for this. This unprecedented action does demand unprecedented transparency. Unprecedented. I think what he says, the four years of the politicization of the FBI, he's talking about the four years of the Trump administration, right? Right. Biden hasn't been in there for four years, so he's saying, well, they weaponized the FBI while Donald Trump's administration was in charge of the federal government. 
Well, numerous media outlets also want the affidavit to be released. Still, the Justice Department is pushing back, saying doing so would compromise the ongoing criminal investigation into Trump taking classified materials from the White House. The hearing is set to take place at 1 p.m. Eastern. Pence hits back at the calls to defund the FBI. Let's see, is there going to be another unprecedented? These attacks on the FBI must stop. Calls to defund the FBI are just as wrong as calls to defund the police. And unprecedented. unprecedented. Former New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani is out of court in Atlanta, Georgia. According to reports, he spent about six hours answering questions in front of the grand jury investigating efforts to overturn the, the results of the 2020 election in Fulton County. As we told you earlier this week, Giuliani's lawyers have been notified he's under the microscope in this investigation since he was ex-President Trump's personal attorney. He's accused of aggressively campaigning to overturn the president's loss and lying to state officials. Here he is after he was asked about testifying before the grand jury. We will not talk about this until it's over. It's a grand jury and grand juries, as I recall, a secret. Okay, just because you can get your grand juries confused. This isn't the the congressional uh, committee into January 6th. No, this is this is the Florida election meddling and tampering. Uh, Florida Florida or Georgia? Georgia, 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 my bad. Atlanta, yeah, Atlanta, Georgia. Study shows wind has caused lots of bounce house related death and injuries. While kids may get tons of enjoyment from bounce houses, you may want to think twice about getting one for your kids next party. Eek. I just did this this weekend. That's because a new study shows that wind has been responsible for 479 bounce house related injuries and 28 deaths since the year 2000. 28. 28. I've seen the videos. Like sometimes they'll post them on the news. Or on, you know, where the bounce house just takes off into the air. And my first thought is, as long as the kids are okay, that's got to be a hell of a ride. (laughs) (laughs) When the thing goes like 40 feet up in the air. It's the coming back down. There's water to land in. Yeah. But, you know, it's uh, so here a lot of people have the, the you know, the synthetic grass. What do you call it? The grass that's not real uh rocks <laughs> no, <but> like <laughs> no. grass yeah. like the turf we yeah, have okay. it we have a little in our backyard and we Do can't you? yeah and we can't put uh, put the stakes in <laughs> because it's artificial so when the kids go in the bounce house we literally stand there and hold because it, it's scary i mean it's <laughs> oh, yeah no. that's what we you do. just hold it we hold it down <laughs> listen yeah don't I, there are plenty of you people listening who did do. the same thing <laughs> i'm sure i've seen how people do pinatas in this town you get your drunk T.O. up on the roof, making the thing go up and down so people can swing it. Joanna knows. Uh, yeah, how food. else are you supposed to do that? Yeah, what else do you want? Well, the study published by the American Meteorology Society reports most wind-related bounce house injuries are to the head and neck after the kids fell out of the houses when it was moved by the wind. Bounce houses are susceptible to wind because even though they are large, they are inflated by air, which can then act like a giant balloon. I got a great business idea. Let's do it. We rent a fat kid to go to your party because obviously if there was a, some more weight inside the bounce house, it would take higher levels of wind. Where do you rent a fat kid? We, <laughs> we find fat kids and we're like, all right, we're going to pay you nine bucks an hour. Oh, you're going to pay them. You could just pay them in like cake. Yeah, there you go. There's going to be all the birthday cake. You don't have to bring a present, but you're ballast. I love you like a fat kid loves cake. <laughs> <laughs> Well, 
Golf. Tiger Woods says meaning was about getting players on the yeah. same page. I'm sorry, you guys. Details of what precisely was discussed during the Tiger Woods fronted meeting with PGA Tour members are being kept under wraps for now. The only thing for sure was that the meeting's main goal was to make sure tour members were all on the same page. Going into the BMW Championship in Wilmington, Delaware, Tiger Woods met with many of the top 20 golfers in the sport as well as other influ- influential names. After the meeting, Rory McIlroy said it was great to see everyone in agreement and aligned and having Woods as the alpha in the room <laughs> added credibility to the discussions. Is Tiger playing Man, this week? When t- um, is, is he in the field this week? Is he going to play? He might, Maybe. I mean, the fact that he's the moral compass now is just another 2022 nugget of weird. (laughs) Does anybody think Tiger Woods is probably one of these guys who likes to pop like some kind of muscle relaxer? Before he well, starts he was, driving, he had a bunch of Ambien, I think, in his system. When and they he didn't got say anything the about that, well, not this most current the accident, one where but he the, when got he, put in jail. Yeah, you remember he, that one? The golf, he had taken Ambien. The, yes, yeah. No, the go, the golf club thing. He had taken an Ambien before that. Yeah, but they didn't charge him, right? I don't think so. But no. I, then I he had a rag, or he was pulled over, and they booked him in jail. They had that thing about yeah. Tiger's life a year or two ago. Yeah, uh, and they, that HBO they opened, doc. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that HBO doc, they showed that. They didn't test him for anything when he had that most recent rack that really messed up his leg. Yeah. So those are three cases. I think he's one of these guys who's just like, oh, man, I got to drive, but I'm going to pop an Ambien or whatever <laughs> just to get a jump on it. A lot Maybe. of people think it's very suspicious <laughs> that, that nobody suspected Tiger of driving under the influence of, I'm not saying alcohol, I'm just Ambien. saying like Ambien, right? Yeah. Well, I think he's also admitted that. I think he's admitted that he, he was taking sleep. He did and, in the yeah. in the middle, the, 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 the second case. When he gave a case. speech, remember when he came out and yeah. his mom was behind him? And well, that was after the, the six cheating Six or seven scandal. degree, yeah, women. Yeah. I can't keep track. Anyways, well, uh, with your news, I'm Megan McCormick. If you want to see me get animated about a topic, you just bring up the PGA Tour and the Live Golf Tour. You guys saw it in the... Yeah, that's right. I saw it in the meeting yesterday. It was like the only thing I was really interested in talking about. You did light up, Buzz. You lit up. Freaking Patrick Reed. What a piece of work that guy is. There's a few things Buzz will light up about. I guess that's one of them. (laughs) All right, let's take a break. And uh, Carlos Mencia is supposed to be on the way this morning. Keep an eye out for uh, Carlos. uh, He's appearing at the El Paso Comic Strip starting tonight. Uh, A special Thursday evening show with Carlos Mencia. And then Friday, Saturday, and we believe Sunday at the El Paso Comic Strip. Let's take a break. We'll come back with more of the Buzz Adams Morning Show right after this. The Buzz Adams Morning Show. Carlos Mencia is in town already, and he's got a show tonight at the comic strip. Shows on uh, Friday, Saturday, and you doing a Sunday, Carlos? I don't think I'm doing it this time, but uh, I just did a special, so next time I come into town, it's going to be way more expensive, Uh, (laughs) so you know, and you're probably going to be at the Chavez or something, so this is probably the last time you get to see me in a small, intimate venue for a few years. What's the special going to be? So... 
Uh, I where, did, where is it gonna? Where's it gonna? Air? So it was shot. It was shot on. Uh, it, okay, so we shot it in San Jose, California, and as of now, it's probably gonna be on HBO and then HBO Max. Okay, very cool. But it's gonna be. There's gonna be three different versions of it. So one version is gonna be like three to two to three minute increments chopped up, released every week or whatever for however long that is. Then there's gonna be a one hour edited special, but that. One hour and 15 minutes turned into about an hour and 50 minutes with all the laughs. Then there's going to be on my website an ability to download the entire thing, like not edited for content. Oh, so wow. it's just so for the fans that are like, I know he's doing this other thing. Like it'll be there. You the whole gotta, thing. Yeah, the, the everything. Whole, thing whole hour and a half. I mean, hour and 50 minutes. But you're letting people know. The I'm ready. You know you're now. In town, you're yes. probably going to be at the plaza. Yeah, this has happened before. Yeah. You know how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, have you been following, this is just kind of random, but I wanted to, and specifically, I actually had a question for Nico. Kobe Bryant's wife is suing some of the fire officials in Los Angeles for taking pictures of the crash scene and passing them around like at parties and stuff. Have you heard anything about that? Yes. What do you think of that? You know what, man? I, I think that, I don't, yeah, I think that those those guys that are working should be professional. And they, they they should either learn how to share stuff without anybody else knowing, or this is going to happen. Well, because it's insensitive. She's not suing for the money; she's suing because the pictures, which I've seen, have you? They're bad, bro. Mm -hmm. They're you they're so bad. I w I didn't put them on my phone. Are they identifiable <laughs> as Kobe and and no the little girl? No, you can't tell no. who they are. No, I mean you know who they are, but it's you know what I'm saying. It's like it it, it, it dude. It, so you know what? Like no matter what you say about the colonel, at least he didn't let them take pictures of him with his pants down taking a dump. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. At least we don't have Elvis, but you know what I mean. We can all do jokes about it, but there's nobody. Thank God, there's like, nobody. I've actually got pictures of the event itself. Right. You a big Colonel Parker fan? <laughs> no, no, but I'm saying that like at least that you know there was a there was a there was Hanky a decorum least, yeah. of something. Today everything like you know what? Everybody's got their phone. Yeah. No matter what. Like you don't how, even know what it is. You yeah, know, you've got your phone out. Like all these like tonight, a, a bunch of people are gonna be like, hey man, what are we doing after the show? What are we doing after the show? And it's like, dude, I'm not gonna tell you. Cause you're gonna let's go to Jaguars. So you could take a picture, picture of me at Jaguars. You. Yeah, <laughs> sure, let's do that. Let's go there. Uh, why not? <laughs> Yeah, every everybody wants to do that, and you know they think they they think it's okay to do it. So, if this stops at least those people who are professionals right. who shouldn't be doing it from doing it. Yeah. So, Wait, so, so were you, were you going to ask me about it because of the EMT stuff? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. As an EMT, would there have ever been any excuse for you on an accident scene to whip out your camera and take a picture of the victim? Because, and let me set it up like this: one of the the former fire captain who took some of these pictures said. Oh, as the captain, I like to take photos of the scene so I can share. It's like an educational or not. But then he was showing it to bartenders and stuff. No, so that dude, really come on. Help. Exactly. So no. in the ER, they do take, like, doctors can take pictures for case studies. They can, as long as there's no identifying uh, features, uh, they can use them for educational purposes. But you're not, yeah, you're definitely not supposed to be showing them at parties. You're not supposed to be sending them to just random now, friends. I am a man, and that being said, if he got, if he got a BJ out of one of those, I'm okay with it. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Uh, I'm okay. <laughs> so, so this week, you can imagine, right? It, that at the bar, some chicks hey, would be like, "Hey, have you seen any pictures of Colby's accident?" Oh man. 
What kind of freaky chick would even be, be turned on? Yo, yo first that. of all, change that look on your face when you say, what kind of freaky chick? <laughs> it, so there it, was one That case. kind of freaky chick is positive for like three five, to, to five months. <laughs> I guess there was one case where there was a party, uh-huh. and one of the fire firemen's girlfriends or wives, I don't remember what, was related to some of the other people who had died Ugh. in that same crash with Kobe. Yeah. And what was his daughter's name? I'm sorry. Kobe and his daughter. Um, So she was offended. So she was one of the witnesses. You're going around at a party just basically, that's not educational. No. Showing girlfriends and wives. Hey, do you want to see these pictures of Kobe's charred remains? But imagine that's you. Like, and that's even worse because, because Kobe was on that. Nobody knows or cares about any of the other people that died on that bank. That's a good point. Nobody right. even pays attention to it. There them. were like a dozen, eight, eight yeah. or a dozen other people. Yeah, there were a bunch of people on there. All we know is him and his daughter. That's it. So could you imagine? They already ignored you, and now the attention that you get is, look at this macabre. Look at that head over there in the corner. I mean, that that's, yeah, they deserve, they deserve to go through something. Well, and they were, there were like things filed, complaints filed uh, against these, the people that were showing the pictures, which that that has to say that it's bad. If, I mean, they didn't come, you know, they, they didn't. It, it wasn't like it wasn't people like were begging, please show me, please well, show right, me. Right, exactly. People were upset people that were, they had been shown yeah, this. Right. So, there, so there were, there's a retired Los Angeles fire captain, Brian Jordan, under oath claims that he did not remember being at the crash site. Look, what? you can have a gap in your memory, but if you're at the crash site of Kobe Bryant's helicopter crash, you don't remember. And you're a firefighter. You're telling me you don't That's remember your you're yeah. being there. Yeah. That's pretty hard to believe. Yeah. What, 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 what kind of other amazing stuff have you had in your life that this <laughs> is a moment easily remember, easily forgotten? Nico, really? would, you, exactly. say, would exactly. you say that it is common or uncommon or almost unheard of for emergency responders to take photos of grisly crime scenes yeah. just to share with their uh, friends? And does the word unprecedented come up? <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you heard that interview about the DA stuff? Holy so cow. <laughs> um, no, I think he's talking about the, bi- the, the Mike Pence thing. Oh, the Mike Pence stuff. Uh, so no, for EMTs to do that just on the ambulance, no, it wouldn't be normal now i think if uh there's some firefighters who are also uh doing an investigation there like, might be an actual reason for taking photos yes yeah, not his, with your phone not with your right. there's somebody phone. coming in with an actual like a coroner with an actual ca- or somebody that works well, with that an actual like camera an old, that sounds like an old-timey movie like road to perdition where the guy's like got the big flag. yeah probably but it's an slr but they don't, they don't use phones they use they the slr cameras for no. sure yeah yeah because that way that way it's not on a phone Right. So that anybody can use it. The whole point of keeping it in a camera is that it's in the camera. Well, I'm sure if they've got like the official, you know, scene photographer, there's other guys. You know, well, one, one of the captains lives around the corner from me and he, we talked about this and he said they're not supposed to. But uh, this, this this crash scene is different from a lot. He said, because normally we can say I didn't take that picture. This was on the street. This was on, you know, mm-hmm. this was in the middle of Mesa. This, uh, this accident was in a place where. 
Nobody went other than people that were working. So any picture has to be has to be from somebody working there that wasn't supposed to be taking those pictures. Mm-hmm. That's the whole point. Yeah, never thought about that. Yep. But if there's like an investigation like uh, into the, well, the sure. cause of it, then I that, get yes. crime scene photos, but this does not sound like this. This sounds like it was, hey, I'm at a bar. No, I, I don't. I can't justify that. No. Yeah. Wanna, there's, no, ladies. there's no way that, that that's uh, an acceptable thing in any... F- uh, I would de- no, I would definitely say that. Especially since you don't know that there might be a victim's, you know, family member in, oh. in the in the room yeah. like that. How, how, the, the party. And yeah. they're showing it around. And it turns out the wife of one of the f- the firemen was somehow connected to some of the other people who had... And you showed it <sighs> to her. Oh. But, you know, they, they actually tell... I mean, I don't know about the fire firefighter side, but in the medical side, they tell you this even when you work at the hospitals. Like, keep your voices down. If you're in the elevator, don't discuss the case that right. you're r- working on because the, the grandma or the mom or the dad might be right next to you. Right. So, yeah, you just got to be thinking about that All stuff. Right. Well, let's take a break, and maybe we'll talk about something not quite as... <laughs> something happy! Not quite yeah. as macabre. <laughs> <laughs> It could be. I'm not saying it's going to be happy necessarily, but right. we'll change the topic when we come back. Two sad right, topics Carlos. in a row. That's unprecedented for this show. <laughs> All right, Carlos Mencia starting tonight at the El Paso Comic Strip. Short break. We'll be back with more right after this. This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show. Here with Carlos Mencia, who's in town for the weekend, performing at the El Paso Comic Strip. If you want to see Carlos Mencia doing a show in front of a couple hundred, three hundred yeah. people, in, in what we call an intimate audience, intimate audience. Yes, do that this weekend. Yeah, because next time it ain't going to be the case. Just throwing it out there. We've said this before on this show, and it's happened. So Are there even saying. any tickets left? Yeah, probably some. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were all sold out. That's the one They're thing about here. Getting close. Yeah. Yeah. People oh, walk yeah. up. People walk up if it's yeah. like the Rage Against the Machine. You know what's show, funny though? It's been postponed uh, yeah. four times. People will show up. Yep. I can't buy tickets at the box office. <laughs> I will. Yeah. I will. <laughs> I, and every single show that's sold out, I usually get one couple in that didn't have tickets that are waiting out there. Hey, Carlos, I did, man, there was a mix-up. There was a mix-up. <laughs> okay, for sure. Sounding like the guys that, you, that he pretended to interview. <laughs> <laughs> You must have heard us talking about I it. heard that. I was going to come in here and uh, be like, man, I got mugged like five times on the way here. What's up with the criminals? <laughs> <laughs> but you- then I heard the Pence thing, and I can't understand how Pence, who was treated the way he was treated at that very moment by a president at the time, is so gracious about it. Dude, if my mother did that to me. All right, let me tell you what, let me, actually, you know what? Here's what I did. Uh, my mother, my birth mother, very, very, very cool woman, had a lot of kids, was very cruel at a certain point in my life, like really mean because she had just too many kids. By the way, he's not talking five or six kids either. No, 18. I'm 18 one of 18 kids. kids. So she had a lot of kids. She, she was mean and, and I had some resentment inside of me. Mm-hmm. I waited till she had pretty severe Alzheimer's. I went to her house, and I let her have it. I told her exactly how I felt, all my angst, all my anger, every resentment I had, dude. I used the C word on her. I told her she's a bad mother, everything. 
my family disowned me. They said, you can never come back to this house again. I was like, I, I bought this house. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's still under my name. And then I left, and I swear to God, I came back. 43 minutes later, I walked in, and my mom goes, hi, mijo, I haven't seen you forever. <laughs> I was like, thank you, Jesus. Yes. That's what I would do if I was friends. <laughs> that's, that's hardcore. You got therapy. He won't yeah. say a negative word personally Why? about him. I, I don't know. And Didn't people want to hang him? Didn't we? We should start a rumor that he's the one eating little kids, and that Trump knows that he's eating little kids, and that's why he'll do anything that Trump says because Trump has, has little kid eating food on him. He knows that I eat kids. I can't. I gotta help. Right. Him. <laughs> he has to and survive. If you, listen, I know you guys are laughing, but if we say it enough, <laughs> people are gonna believe it, dude. Listen, Can you imagine what it must be like for the past week and a half at Mar-a-Lago because somebody told the the FBI like there was a source close to a mole a mole you mean a good american citizen yeah. who saw classified information that should not be had no a patriot? I, I, you say that and then i think yeah because it could be jared <laughs> i don't think that applies to jared kushner but uh, you think he did it though I, I don't think he would do it i think trump's niece who hates him implied that it's jared Really? Yes. Mary Trump said she thinks it's probably Jared who saw the thing, and she, her, I think she bases that. But why on, would he do? Why would he do because it? Because they're still young and kind of want to be accepted in society, and they can't go any place in Manhattan. You know, they can't go anywhere. They had to period. Move to, they had to move to Florida, but they, where to a welcome. certain part of Florida. I, Right. I, I think there's a. I thing could where take Jared them to a part of Florida where they get lynched. <laughs> <laughs> I could take them to a part of Florida where they will not be welcome, bro. <laughs> yeah, but if they if they kind of stay in their lane, yeah, in yeah, Mar-a-Lago. Yeah, yeah. it could sure, be multiple sure. people as well. They don't know uh, exactly. Who. Well, well, you think a, it's Ivana? You think it's Melania? <laughs> Ivana is buried at Bedminster. Ivana. Ivana. I'm sorry. Ivanka is the dog. I, I think it could she, be a secret. Ivana service. just died. Yeah. yeah. She, Ivana, have you seen her burial plot? It's just like a little... It's in the backyard, right? It's in their backyard. It's at his golf course. It's just <laughs> it's right off the number the one hole. tee. <laughs> because the golf course gets tax breaks for having a body okay. buried right. and being a cemetery. Now, is that, is wow. that true? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. No, come on. Absolutely. They don't have to pay property tax? I've heard that, but there's no way that can be no, true. No, it is they, 100% true. Yeah. It's This has been in the works for over 10 years. I, I love that you don't believe that one of the cheapest human beings on the planet is being cheap. <laughs> Seriously, bro? Oh, come on now. Don't don't you worry about people that are going to be, oh, Carlos has gone too far. Now he's talking about Trump because there's some p- parts of the country where people just love, you know, just love. Un- I've made fun of every president. I was going to say. Every single president. There has never been a president that I made fun of. You, you want me to tell you the difference? Here's the difference. I've made fun of every single president hardcore since probably Clinton and before that. The difference is... Only during Trump have I gotten people saying, if you're going to do jokes about him, I'm not going to want to, I don't want to see the show. Only during Trump. Bush jokes, you wouldn't get the same. Nope. Clinton jokes. Nope. What was your Obama? Like, what, Obama what, what, jokes? what would you go after Obama for? Most well, first of all, how can he be? I think our first black president is a very loose term with him. <laughs> <laughs> the dude was raised in Hawaii by his white grandmother. I don't know what part of that screams yay yay to you, but let's just be authentic here. You know what I mean? Okay. Let's, so there's there's a lot of fruit there, if, especially if I start speaking, you know, 
in a, in a dialect that's more Afrocentric, Afro-American centric. Okay. I'd probably save that for the <laughs> exactly, stage show. exactly, <laughs> exactly. But you've seen you've seen Carlos's act. I mean, he really goes after anybody and everyone, and it is. But re- you're saying that the people who are fans of the former president Trump we're talking about. Okay, say, so he, yeah. this is too much. Here's the difference: uh, the the people that loved Clinton didn't care that you made fun of them. Right. The people that he loved was easy to make fun of Bush. Uh, they accepted that the jokes were real. You know what I mean? They were like, eh, he is kind of, you know what I mean? That kind of thing. And the people that loved uh, the people that loved Obama were different. They loved that you were making fun of him because it was kind of like a badge of honor. Like, yeah, you're making fun of the president and he's black. Right. Bit. You know what I mean? Right. It's <laughs> like, like there, there was, we've got. Yes. I mean, think about how historic. Yes. Really that of was. Course. And then it's like. We know he's a real president because they're making fun of him. Yes. Comedians are making yes. fun of him. So yes. He- because people don't remember the African-American community did not embrace him until he won white Connecticut. That's when, right? So at first, in the polls even, he wasn't doing well. Black people were going right. to vote for Hillary. But when he won that one white place in Connecticut, Connecticut. black people was like, hold up, hold up. He won the white neighborhood? <laughs> Hold up. Oh, we got such a winner, man. We got the <laughs> By the way, I'm doing saying- an impression of a very specific individual, so don't come at me with anything. Right, somebody you know. Yeah, his name is Roger. He's best friends with my other... Be- We're all best friends. But he talks you're, like that. You're saying if Obama had come in second in Connecticut, he might never have gotten the momentum from the community. The black community would not have embraced him the way they didn't embrace blacks, bl- black uh, candidates before him, like Jesse Jackson and people like that. They, there were all there were people that ran before who were I, black. I recall Jesse Jackson. I'm trying to right. think of anybody. Al Sharpton. Else. Al Sharpton ran as well. Yeah, he did. Yeah. I'm, but what my point is, the African American community did not support them. On, on, you know, because they didn't think they they would win. Right. It wasn't until he won the white neighborhood that it was just like, wait, he won with white people. Hold up there, <laughs> and then it just was like boom. And then that's when you know white people were like, oh my god, we had the first black president, but he wasn't black because he was on <laughs> Arsenio Hall and he played the saxophone. Well, now we have a real black person. <laughs> and ironically, if we want to go ethnically, I would. Probably venture to say that, stereotypically speaking, uh, Clinton's blacker than Obama. <laughs> just stereotypically, south. just he's from the South. He's got an accent. He likes fried black, food. Exactly, dude. He plays the saxophone. I mean, the dude's got yeah, yeah. Oh, he man. was in charge, and he still had a little play play on the side. I'm just saying, man. <laughs> All right. Well, how about the current guy? I mean, Biden's been in office long. Enough. What Biden is easy Biden? to make fun of. First of all, I don't care what you say. He is the oldest dude ever, no, and right. you can tell. I'm sorry. I go for every president. I'm not telling you that he's dumb. But if you listen to his speech 20 years ago and today, he is way slower. And he's the only president that I cannot listen to because literally three minutes in, I want to call 911 and ask him if they're watching. <laughs> is he all right? I literally want to be like, is he okay? Because I'm telling you. Our president right now is the only president in the history of presidents that we know of that literally gives up answering a question in the middle of the sentence. Give me an example. Uh, all you have to do to see it more than anything else, watch uh, watch the debates. He is the only person that when they start saying 
to him, thank you, sir. He's quiet. Everybody else, <laughs> right? That's right. He's right. Watch, do it, do it. Keep I'm gonna pretend. Watch, keep, keep saying thank you, thank you, and I'll be one of them, and then I'll be, I'll be, I'll be there. So the other candidates, right? Thanks. And let me tell you about education. The thing about education so, is, sir, we all, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what? Everybody you else had more time, so let me go. Oh. Education is it? Now let me show you the way it went with, <laughs> with right. Biden. So, Biden. Biden. so education. I was the one that sent right, the buses to Thank you very much. You guys know what I mean. Like, wait, wait, no, stop, just say something. Say something. You do this. Yeah, he just gives right. up in the middle, and, and he's fallen three times already. Well, he fell off the bike. Yeah. No, he's fall, he fell getting up the stairs. He fell off the bike. He's fallen three times but already. he's gotten back up every single time. <laughs> yeah. It's not he how hard you fall. Yeah. He can't put on his blazer. Oh, yeah. He he can't, oh, yeah, there you go. Okay. There you go. Can't put on. So there's stuff to make fun of him about, Here. like just like anybody else. How about people who are thinking, oh, in a year and a half, he's going to run again, and he'll be president when oh, he's like God. freaking 90 or if, if he does that. And we end up voting for Trump again. It's his fault, right? Yeah, that's just the way it is. You got to know, bro. Come on, he needs to step, step like, aside. Listen, let me put it to you this way: When you listen to our president right now, read a prompter. He's great. The minute you can tell, by the way, when he's reading a prompter and then he throws a line, his transition back into the prompter. <laughs> Is really horrible. Mm -hmm. Like you can tell, <laughs> he should stick to the prompter. Stick to the prompter because when they ask him questions, oh, yeah. he just. It, it, there I, are times when he goes off the prompter. You and can he hear the telling a story about his younger days. Yeah. Right. Oh, oh not this, right. This, they, this could go anywhere. Right. They, not those. When days. he starts Don't talking about li days. living in Schenectady or whatever. Scranton. Scranton. Yeah. Exactly. You know, back in my day in Scranton. Oh no, not a story. Yeah. Oh. He's uh he's the but he is the oldest guy and Trump was the oldest guy so they were the two oldest guys it's like you know what I mean like this is That's America how bad the job is nobody young wants to do it only old people do uh, but for it, the Democrats there were like thirty guys who wanted to do it yeah there are but nobody's gonna vote for those because we we know I think Obama was one of the youngest mm -hmm. right but he had you know he had he had pizzazz he had flavor he talked you know what I mean that's you he, Biden, he spoke well Biden jogs out to the microphone every time <laughs> jog yeah then that's when he trips and falls <laughs> I'm like dude just walk it's all right do you do you follow Texas politics enough Somewhat. to have an opinion on like Abbott and Beto for instance you know what Abbott is an interesting guy Abbott is one of those dudes that because he's in a wheelchair you give him a lot of credit. Just a lot of credit for hey, look what this being, dude is doing. Exactly, He's overcoming exactly. His disability. Yeah, exactly. But then for for a guy like him, who I know because he's in a wheelchair, gets a lot of government assistance. To be against it is like, dude, come on. You can be disabled and still a douche. That's I mean, but, well, that's one of you know. I yeah, talk about that. Like Lieutenant Dan, he was kind of a dick. <laughs> he was. He was. You know, I don't care that you don't have legs. You don't have to have a bad attitude, dude. <laughs> struggle. <laughs> no, but you know what? Listen, I treat this is funny because I was uh, so I, I oh, ironically what we were just talking about. I do a joke where our president falls and then I pretend to be a kid with severe cerebral palsy okay. yelling at him to get up. <laughs> right? And giving him advice on how to how to stand. To you basically. can do it. <laughs> yeah. Use the rails. There's a lot of stuff going in. Point is some lady uh, said that 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 I'm going to go online and say you're making fun of people with cerebral palsy. And I said, I wasn't making fun of people with cerebral palsy. I was making fun of the president 
the person with cerebral palsy did not fall. Mm. And I said, and I know you want me to do that impression in a, in a way that seems benign, but if I do that, then the impression doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And I treat people like people. I'm not like you. And and I looked at her and I said, "You ignore that." She's pointing at me. I thought yeah. you meant me. No, 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 no. I pointed to her and I said, "Unlike you, you ignore them. When you see them on the street, you look away. You pretend that they're not there, and that's what you want me to do right now. You want me to pretend that people with cerebral palsy are not human beings. That they don't have attitudes. That they don't have angers. That they don't have dreams. They do, just like anybody else. And the fact that you think I can make jokes about others in that respect, but not about somebody with palsy, says something about the way you see people with palsy. Not me wow because i've been around people with disabilities and sadly a lot of them are are bitter and angry people but they're angry because nobody treats them normal like everybody if, treats them like a like a special sad like if you get right them like a child in kind a of, of like if you're at the ball and you get hit in the ankle by a wheelchair that person saw you and your immediate going to anger of who the did this is good. Mm -hmm. When you turn around and see the person in the wheelchair and go, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to act that way. Now you're not treating them like a person. You're treating them like some little doll, like you're saying, oh, I'm sorry, you can do no wrong. You you obviously didn't see me, so therefore, I got, you know. Watch where you're rolling. That's what you should do. <laughs> That's your what you're roll. supposed to do. Slow your roll. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what you're supposed to do to yeah. let them know, like, dude, just because you're in a wheelchair doesn't mean you can run up on people and hit them <laughs> in the ankles, bro. <laughs> Stop it. All right, Carlos, you've acted. You've been in yes. uh, a, a couple of movies yes. where you dramatic. Yeah. You Want some more? Too. Yeah, not great, not big awards. There's but. a thing now that they're getting narrower and narrower. If you're not specifically, what was it? What's the thing? Oh, James Franco got cast as Castro, and people all of a sudden were like, well, Fidel Castro, Fidel Castro, <laughs> and people are like, okay. he's not, he's not Cuban. How I, can he play a Cuban? I, I see, but that's not because. Okay, so there's two different ways of looking at it. What they're saying is, and they're right. An actor can act and be anything. Right. Yes. The problem is we live in a white, culturally dominated society that if you give those roles away, then you need to let Carlos Mencia play Jonathan Johansson. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. You see what I'm yeah. saying? Because if you're not going to look past the way I look, then that means there's a bunch of white roles that I'm never going to be able to play. So when my pool is already smaller and you already gave one of my roles to El Pacino. And you already gave one of my roles to, do you see what I'm saying, people that are non-Latinos? Mm -hmm. give, give us, give, all right, they made 30,000 Spider-Mans. The one Spider-Man that's black is a goddamn cartoon, so no actor got to play it. No actor gets to be Holland. No actor gets to be Garfield. No actor gets to be Maguire. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm. And think about this. There's a guy named... Uh, Isaac Abraham. Do you know the actor Isaac, Isaac Abraham? Isaac Abraham. I God. I that it's on the tip of my tongue here. Who is he? So Isaac Abraham is the guy who played what, what would be one of the big roles. Oh, he plays the the, the badass fighter pilot in the Star Wars uh, trilogy, the later one. He's also the bad blue guy in uh, in the the Wolverine. Is it the Wolverine or is it just uh, X Men? I think it's X Men. Bad blue guy. Yeah, he's a blue guy. He plays blue. He he's the lead. But anyway, oh, oh. Nico, bring up a photo so I know. Who so you'll talking. know who he is. My point is, you're is not that talking about Oscar Isaac. Are Oscar you? Isaac. 
You said Isaac oh. Abraham. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oscar, Oscar Isaac. <laughs> My bad. Oscar Isaac. Isaac. But Oscar Isaac. Isaac uh, it's like <laughs> Venezuelan or Colombian see, or something. The fact yeah. that you don't know that is, it to me, says two things. Number one, it's sad to me that a little kid who is a Latino in this country is going to see one of his movies and not know that he's a Latino because he doesn't put it out there. Yeah. And, but, and you can understand And here's why, the sad probably. part. The fact that he did that, and he's probably right now the most successful Latino actor, says something about Hollywood. Because I believe that if his name was out there, Isaac Abraham Chavez Martinez, Oscar he, Isaac, he would Oscar. not have gotten. <laughs> Oscar, Oscar Isaac. Isaac. I'm sorry. Oscar Isaac. My bad. You know what? I don't want to say his name because it's really Chavez. That's why. It's it's like Martinez or something like that. But my point is. If, but do you know what country he was from? Uh, Guatemala. Guatemala. Oh, is that right? Yeah. You know where he did the one place where he really did make, hey, I'm Guatemalan. I'm proud to be Guatemalan when he hosted Saturday Night Live, of all things. Yeah. But if he's proud, he would use his last name. He didn't use his last name on purpose. See, I'm the only idiot in Hollywood that had a perfect white name. Yep. Ned. 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 Couldn't get whiter. You can't get better than Ned Mencia. I still got tacos, but I'm Ned. You know what I mean? What an idiot. What an idiot. Hey, why don't I name myself something a little more refried beanish? <laughs> Wait, didn't Mitzi Shore tell you to do that, though? She did, but it made sense, and yeah, it still right? does. Yeah, it still Ned, does. You need to change your name to something. Yeah, you're more. You, she goes. You can't be an angry Mexican name, <laughs> Ned. <laughs> <laughs> and I was All like, right, let's take a break, <laughs> Carlos. If we could get you to stick around of for course, one man. more segment here, we're going to have more with Carlos Mencia. Some people were asking for the number, so yeah, let's yeah. take some calls. Sure, so call and talk to Carlos. I love it. 915-910-4995. I'd seen a few messages, people saying I wanted to ask Carlos something. Sure. So go ahead and give us a call. Bring we'll, it on. We'll take your calls. <laughs> Just remember, I make fun of people in wheelchairs. <laughs> More with uh, Carlos Mencia, who's at the El Paso Comic Strip this week, starting tonight, right after this. The Buzz Adams Morning Show. Megan, uh, Megan brought up a good point. You should get your tickets early. Yeah. So go to Laugh Tonight or Nico, what's the El Paso Comic Strip.com? That, that's it. El Paso Comic Strip.com. Wow. Laugh get those tonight. tickets in advance. Actually, I think your so shows are almost sold out. Go down and hurry up. Get, get them in. Let's yeah. start the I love hanging out with you guys. Start the <laughs> you ready to just take these calls? They're, they're not like extremely screened. So Let's do it. Let's see what just, happens. Okay. Let's go Maybe, for it. Uh, go to the phones. These weren't wanna... screened well. Old, old radio days. <laughs> Let's talk to uh, Anna, who's up first. Hi, Anna. You're on with Carlos Mencia. Hi, good morning. Good, good morning. morning, Anna. I just wanted to ask Carlos um, what his Mexican comics, his favorite Mexican comics, comics are right now, if he follows Mexican comedy. You know what? I try to follow young comics that are not going to get help from somebody else, right? 
So if you look at like the people that have opened for me, a lot of them have disabilities. You know, Brad Williams, Josh Blue. Mm-hmm. It's you know the downtrodden, the people that are left behind, the people that you know, Cristela Alonso, fatherless. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. It was that's been my. I, I gravitate toward usually those that are probably really poor and grew up bad and you know don't have a good influence those are the people that i try they to they don't have connections yeah let me put it to you this way uh one out of four one out of four of those that i raise bite me in the ankle <laughs> like, <laughs> that's yeah that, that's the kind yeah, of those you, are, the, you know it, what i'm saying those are the kind of people that i bring on if if you had four kids and only one of them turned out to be a you know a joker though that's that's that good bro good odds, yeah. having yeah. three good kids and one crazy one that's not bad right. at all bro but, Carlos would you say that comedy in Mexico though is growing like hugely in, yeah uh, I've I've actually done some shows in Mexico in English and Spanish and you know I opened for Jose Jose in the late 80s and it was in Spanish and they had no idea what was going on because at that point. Literally, people told jokes in Spanish. Like, literally, the a man came and the bar. woman man. Da, 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 ba, da, ba, da, ba, da. Like, that was the thing. <laughs> Stand-up comedy now is, it's, is like it, an American... They're getting political over there. Yeah. yeah, They're getting political. They're talking about people that crossed the border. They're talking about their politicians. I mean, it's it's evolving to a great, great place. But, but by the way, don't go to Juarez this week. Yeah, they had a lot of static last week, man. Really? Yeah. yeah. Like... Wars. They like fight. Well, it's bad over there, and you guys released all your criminals here. So, <laughs> what a great week to be in El Paso. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna go to Ellen Jay's on the way out. They're gonna stab me, and then I'm just gonna walk, walk across the street and get cemetery. buried in the cemetery right. next door. Haunt El Paso. Let's talk to uh, Mike. Hi, Mike. You're on with Carlos. Carlos. Yes. Uh, first of all, just wanna. Represent El Paso and give you a big ay, 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 ay. <laughs> Perfect. Rito. I it's love it, my friend. Morning. That's great. Brother, I am so glad you're back in town. Bato. Every time we come into your show, bro, you make us laugh. Aww. You know that's... Pride, man. You're pride. Brown pride, Bato. You're the James Brown of Mexicanos. Oh, wow. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Damn. I should go up on stage. Hi! I got a good joke. Hi! Do that for me, brother. Do that for me. One <laughs> Say it loud. <laughs> I'm brown. I'm proud. Hi! I'm kind of Mexican. Ain't going to Juarez. Thank you, brother. Thanks, Mike. Uh, Dude, I haven't been. I haven't been to like the dangerous parts of Mexico in a long time, like Juarez, Tijuana. You know, I have family, and um, I have a second cousin across the border. uh, That usually they, you know, I used to go over there, but. In TJ, no, in TJ, I have aunts. So, yeah. like, so my my my, Honduras? my mother who raised me is from Mexico, Jerez, Mexico, and she's huge family, huge family. So, do you remember last year two sheriffs in South Central got ambushed? One of them got shot in the arm, and they had to put a tourniquet to save his arm. That's actually my cousin from the Mexican side of my family from Jerez. That, that so they call him the Perez from Jerez. No, I wish <laughs> that would have been a, that would have been a better claim. Say, is he okay? <laughs> no, he's fine. He's okay. fine. But he, but he still, he still, uh, he still can't go back to work because uh, most people don't know he got shot five times in the arm. Five times yeah. in the arm. You, so most people thought it was just one, but it was five. So it just shattered all his bones. Oh so my God. It's, it's still like that's a relative painful. of yours. He's a second cousin. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, From the Mexi- Mexican side of the family. You but I haven't gotten, you know, to those. Like I used to go to Jerez to the the festival. The, it was awesome. It was so cool. Um, Look, I don't. I don't like to 
to crap talk Juarez because you know they've had a rough time of it for sure. like twenty years. But sure. yeah, there was some outbreak, and we were hearing from people over there who said it's just like nonstop gunfire. What did somebody say? It sounded it's like civil a war. civil war. They were they were firebombing like gas stations with Molotov cocktails. Like yeah, I, uh, that's bad. I mean, you know, it's so sad because I you know I remember being a kid and going to Tijuana. With, you know, and being the designated driver when I was, you know, 14 years old because my 16, 17 and 18 year old sisters are getting hammered over there. You know what I mean? (laughs) And I'm, I'm, you know, and and they'd let me in, but I wouldn't drink because I wasn't a drinker. And so, you know, it would. It was different. I mean, even here, I remember when I first started coming here, like eighty nine, eighty eight. Didn't Bart start go, to take you guys to the like? Well, yeah, I would love to go there at about four o'clock in the morning when all the clubs would let out across mm-hmm. and just laugh my ass off at the girls <laughs> peeing standing up. Not, you know what I mean? Like peeing in their boots. I mean, it was awesome. And you know what I mean? And then the one girl holding the girl's hair, and then the other two holding her arms, or they're throwing over the the little. I mean. It was just beautiful, classic, and the guys coming back as if they got laid, and you know they did, because they were at some whorehouse. Where you, paid for it, you have yeah. no idea what they got really got into, because they don't know either, you know what I mean? Because back in those days, they used to have trends at all those clubs. I know, because my, my uncle would take me to a place called Adelitas, which is the, the, the whorehouse in Tijuana, and you know he would tell me, that one, that one, that one, and that one, mijo. Be careful. <laughs> and I was like, first of all, how do you know this dude? You know what I mean? But then Adam's they would. Apple. Yeah, yeah. That they would have, like, he would always point out. Here's how you tell. That there was some part of the surgery. You know what I mean? With what it would be like, look at her Adam's apple. And then I go, but that one doesn't have an Adam's apple. Look at her feet. Look at how big her foot is. <laughs> look at her knuckles. Yeah, yeah. So it's hands, feet, and Adam's, Adam's apple. apple. And it um, uh, depends how much of. Yeah. Because at that time, they weren't really doing a lot of the hormones treatments, so they were just trying to shave it. You know what I mean? They yeah. they looked like cross-dressers more than they looked like trans. Yeah. So, will you confirm whether this is true or not? I had heard from another comic that back in the day, the owner of the comic strip would take comics to, to Juarez. And then that does not sound like the owner of the comic strip. That maybe back, some other employee. Yeah, maybe. It was. No, definitely back in the day. And then... Some of these strip clubs, I guess, that have you know trans people in them, he would wait outside to see how long it took the comic to figure out <laughs> that it was. One That's of- awesome. I I don't know if he did, but I hope he did. <laughs> and then sometimes they didn't come out. <laughs> I hope I hope he did. That would be awesome. Uh, no, I was never taken over there. But here's the thing: at the time, I wasn't a drinker, right? So okay. I didn't partake sure. in any of that stuff. I was usually the des- designated driver. I just enjoyed watching. <laughs> All the craziness go down. It, it Even was, when you started comedy, like you weren't, uh, like you didn't need a beer to kind of go up. Or I did stuff. not start drinking up until about some uh, fifty four till I was forty two, and about three months, a couple months ago, I pretty much stopped drinking again. Yeah, I, I easy for you to do. Yeah, not hard at all. Because I've been thinking about cutting. Yeah, down. not hard at all. Here's here's what it is. Dude. Probably should. I think I started drinking more during the pandemic because I was just so bored. You know, yeah, bored sure. Bored and just sad and all. It was that. a good. It was a good thing. It was a good time to drink. Yeah, <laughs> right. It was a good time what to drink. Could you do? What happened with me was I started drinking when I started uh, experimenting. When I started questioning myself, you know, when when people were accusing me of of, of being a joke thief. I knew that there was something that I was doing that was 
pissing them off. I knew that it wasn't material because mm-hmm. if it was, there would be there wouldn't be people saying he stole a joke. There would be a bunch of people that juxtapose jokes up there. Right. But I was being there was something that I was doing. You know what I mean? And I had to figure that out. And that's when I started drinking. And then because going on stage was both the most amazing part of my day and the most horrifying part of my day. Because right. it was one day that I was going to get rewarded by laughter, but it was also the day that somebody's going to yell something out or say something stupid or I'm going to go online and see, I got a standing ovation. All the negative, you know what I mean? It's hard. It's hard to deal with that stuff because nobody prepares you. Nobody, nobody prepares you for success mm-hmm. and let alone for what comes with success. The level of animosity the level of hate the level of that you just don't even deserve just because you're successful you're still a human being and they want somebody else to be where you are because they love that person more do you know what i'm saying well people love to see people fall off the pedestal right yeah that's what they do they want to put you up there and then they want to take you down in every country but in america it seems like but this guy's riding too high here's something you know yeah really and and it's it's anybody i mean god up until recently Chappelle was untouchable right untouchable in comedy and now you know he's selling out but certain shows are getting canceled for whatever those reasons are i mean right no it's just the way it is you know this is so i started drinking because of that and what happened was the other day I got really drunk, and then the next day, these guys told me stories about how drunk I was, Mm -hmm. and they weren't funny anymore. Sad. That's what happened. Mm. You know what I mean? When they said to me something that I know should have been funny, normally, they go, dude, you know how we got you up to your room? I was like, I have no idea. I just remember you guys woke me up at about 7 in the morning because I was supposed to be on a radio station, and I looked at you, and I was so hammered that I laughed. and went, you think I'm going to do radio right now? <laughs> and then, and then they, but but what happened was they literally had to, I was so drunk that they put me on a cart. You know the carts that you take yeah, the luggage? Like your luggage. Yeah. Oh, my and gosh. put me in the elevator and took me up. And when they told me that story and it wasn't funny, I went, I got to stop drinking. Because it doesn't feel the same anymore. God, that sounds like a George story. So, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh my God, yeah. Those stories. Those, and, and it wasn't a full-on blackout. But I was like, wait a minute. Did we go to the Waffle House last night, too? <laughs> what did I get? Did I get Raisin Toast? I got Raisin Toast. Oh, well, God. How, t- wow. T- tell me what yeah. you think about this. California sober. So have you heard of people going oh, California right. sober? No. You quit drinking, but you still smoke a little weed every now and then. Oh, no, what, what, I'll still... Has that ever been a thing for you? Weed, yes, to go to sleep, but yeah. purely to go to sleep. Purely, like, one hit of some serious 90, 99% indica, knock me out. My only problem is when I do that, Not- I will go to sleep, but I gotta fight, the, I gotta, I got. it's a race to go to sleep or the fridge. Yeah. That's the problem. Because when, when you get hit by the munchies with that, it's real, bro. I mean, it is real. And I can eat. Right. And if you do it right right before falling asleep, then then, then that just goes, goes right, right to your, your guts. Yep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right to your head. You sounded you sexy like for a second, bro. You, you sounded so sexy. You don't, you don't like to ever... Uh, but I'll do a wine every once in a while A now. wine. 
I just, I'm not drinking hard liquor. I'm not taking shots. I'm not doing beers for no reason. You know, it's so easy because people send you shots on stage. I was just going to say. Right. All the time. People and, are buying you stuff. You know what I'm saying? And it's just, it's like that stuff, I'm, I don't want to do anymore. But, you know, right before I go to sleep or before I leave the club, have a glass of wine, red wine specifically brings me down a little bit. Yeah. And so it helps me go to sleep. All right. It was great seeing you, man. Love you too, brother. Always. We got a, uh, I got a group going out to see you. So are you going to be in town this week? I'm going to be in town this week. I'll see you Friday. I'll probably stop by here and ambush you tomorrow. Yeah, you can do that. Absolutely. Doors open. (laughs) See you tomorrow, maybe around the same time. Yeah. She sounds, she sounds sexy on the, on, is that that why you guys got her? Because she sounds sexy? Mm -hmm. No, it's the whole package. Yeah. Yeah. Professionalism. If she sounds sexy, that's. Best compliment I've ever gotten that's, here. That's butter on the pancake. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm kind of offended you didn't hire me for my sexy voice, but Megan's. Been I guess here. I'm the full package. I'll Have you been it. here a month yet? Uh, uh, almost you're four like weeks. C- coming up, yeah, and you sound really, really, really smart for a chick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I set her up, baby. What did you say about Americans? We love knocking them down. <laughs> uh, well, it's 2022. You don't even know. <laughs> Here's what I know: you probably might be the skinniest <laughs> Latina in all of the past. <laughs> Not a Not Latina. Latina. <laughs> Ready for this? A Michigander. Michigander. Where? Where in Michigan? Bay City. Show, show me, show me in the pomp. So Bay City's close to what? What? It's like two hours north of Detroit. The bottom of the mitten. So it's, what you got? Sagnasty? No, not Sagnasty. Yeah, right, right. You guys are right by Sagnasty, right? Sagnasty. There it is, Sagnasty. Okay, now I know where you are. I know exactly where you are. <laughs> What's Sagnasty? It's a town in, in Michigander land. But it's not called Sagnasty. Saginaw. That's Saginaw. what everybody calls it. Saginaw, Michigan oh, is Saginaw, known as Michigan. Sagnasty. See, my brother, you got to see that right there in comedy. Is gold. If I go it, to make that connection, close, you make that, and all Woo! the everybody's like, he knows us, he knows us, she knows sex nasty, and it's just that much easier to make them laugh. The one thing, learning comedy, that I'm jealous of comics. You know, you and everybody who travels around is just how much more well traveled you are. Oh, and I mean, especially you know Carlos some, too. You know something about probably every town. You've played in, right? I, I pretty much know everything that every town... And I'm fascinated by that stuff. If I go to a new town, I could just drive around and look at neighborhoods, and districts right. and stuff. Yeah. Are, are you traveling internationally right now? Not because right now. he was doing like Abu Dhabi all the time yeah. and going oh, to wow. Qatar. And Those are awesome. Do, doing, doing terrorist jokes <laughs> <laughs> at the United Arab Emirates. <laughs> <laughs> While there's a row of them in the front, he's just jokes. Just jokes. It's not serious. This, you know, and, and I mean, is he is he lying? Is he lying? Like I would get that. <laughs> you got that. Right. He's, he's totally bombing. All right, Carlos, we'll see you tomorrow. Love you, man. All right, Thanks, let's take Carlos. a break. We'll come back and uh, more of the Buzz Adams Morning Show on the way right after this. Hey, it's Daniel Paulus. I'll be along starting at three with Town Square Media Station. at the El Paso comic strip this week. You will you will laugh so hard. I mean, I know it's a cliche, but I've laughed so hard that that my ribs were hurting. 
at one of Carlos's shows. Yeah, part, of it's, part of it's you're laughing at the jokes, and then you're laughing at the fact that you shouldn't be laughing at some of them. <laughs> you catch yourself. Why am I laughing yeah. at this? And Carlos will give you your money's worth of comedy. I mean, he doesn't just do 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. doesn't even just do an hour. Sometimes he does an hour and a half. Sometimes he does two hours. For the late show, I've seen him do three hours. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, that's like do that. Bruce Springsteen concert length. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> amounts of time. And that's his time, not the opener. All right, let me uh, pick up on a couple of other uh, items here. We're also going to have a true crime report coming up later this morning. Just some headlines here. Gwyneth Paltrow will be a guest on season fourteen of Shark Tank. Interesting. Premieres on. September 21st. Now, so I guess people a- come in and pitch like vagina candles yeah. and yeah. Benoit balls or whatever. Balls, Jade eggs. Testicle candles. Okay, so you're aware of, of Miss Paltrow's mm-hmm. goop. Uh, I am. Mm-hmm. I have a fancy relative that I, I, I will go on her website and I'll find like a fancy gift for, you know, like a cheap one, but... <laughs> Wait, so you shop on Goop so for, I have, for I your have, fancy relatives. I have bought two uh, things from the uh, holiday list, the gift guide that they do. There's usually only about one or two items under $100 yeah. on those. Really? <laughs> those are the ones oh, that yeah, I go like to. The jade egg was something oh like 200 bucks. It's insane. How much is the vagina candle? That's probably uh, like 60 bucks. Yeah, under 100 Under 100 <gasps> Oh, my God. There you go. Never jumped on that fad, not going to lie. So what is Gwyneth Paltrow going to turn down on Shark Tank? Also, that the, this is season 14. It seems like this show's been on for 40 years. It's, <laughs> it almost like it's, 14. It 14 seems like years. it's been on forever, right? <laughs> yeah. LeBron James signed a two-year, $97 million extension with the Lakers. I mean, that's nice, but it's no live golf money. <laughs> it's no Saudi Arabia dirty money. So probably LeBron calls it quit, right? Pretty soon. He's, he's getting to that point. In two years, you're saying? Yeah, you know, maybe. Here is uh, Adrian Wojnarowski from ESPN talking about what this means for LeBron. So this is where he wants to be. There's nobody uh, who potentially would have cap space next summer that would interest LeBron James to even look at free agency. Why, why does LeBron... Well, Megan, you would know. You're kind of the sports expert on here. I, I like how you try to look at me first, and, yeah, go, and, then, I and then you shake your head and go, you, "No." You barely know who we're talking about. <laughs> Why does LeBron rub people the wrong way? I know there was the way that he he left. He uh, went to Miami. He went to he Miami. Took his talents. To sorry, South my Beach. Midwest. He took his talents to South Beach. Right. Yeah, that, that ticked off a lot, a lot of oh, people. Excuse me, that ticked I'm a pissed lot. Of, is okay. <laughs> that you know, he was pompous and arrogant when he was younger. Uh, since How then, you, not, you know, right, like, I mean, like when you're a dominant force like LeBron was, I'm yeah, surprised that he's yeah. as humble as he is. Right. Well, when he went back to Cleveland and he won a championship yeah. and he did all that, and he did a lot of great things for the community there, and I mean, now, it's, he doesn't bother me, but he certainly did back in the day. I remember he that time when it off. was hot. Yeah, it was, you know, he was a polarizing figure. The fact that he called an entire press conference to uh, announce yeah, that he was going South to Miami. Beach, yeah, yeah, that was, that whole thing was I will never forgive him for the Space weird. Jam remake. Uh he also, I, I guess maybe some people, he's one of the athletes who was 
kind of on the side of, hey, don't upset the Chinese. Yeah, he's outspoken. He's outspoken about some of that stuff. And then he said the stuff about Brittany Griner, which was like... What do you say about Brittany Griner? He said, you know, she shouldn't even want to come back to the United States after the way that they were treating her or something like that. After the way the United States treated her? Yeah, it didn't go over well. It wasn't a smart thing to say. Keenan Thompson uh, was on The Tonight Show yesterday, and he was talking about a sequel to Good Burger. And you think it's going to happen? Was that a big part of your childhood? Yeah, it was huge. <laughs> Welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. Can I take your order? So what was the show? All that. All that. Was Gabriel on this? Gabriel Bynes. was on, on all that. I had heard a story. Oh, I think it was Felipe Esparza was telling me that Amanda Bynes was like super racist to Gabriel. Oh, <laughs> 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 Who told you that? Felipe Esparza. Are you saying that Good Burger 2 is happening? I would like it to. Okay. <laughs> That's it. Very well. Anti, anti-climatic. Very anti-climatic. I would love to know. No, I would love to know. We're, you know, working harder on it than, than ever. Now, Joanna... Guess Megan, we're not going to do a sequel to the Cosby Kids, huh? <laughs> to uh, Fat Albert? To Fat Albert. It's yeah. probably not happening. Uh, I think, uh, wasn't there like a sauce that went on the Good Burger too? Those like secret or a special sauce? Yeah, it's secret sauce. It's called secret, secret sauce. sauce, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Did he do movie? a French character on all that? He <laughs> did, yeah. Oh, yeah, he did. Well, he did kind of a version of that on Saturday Night Live. He did it for a couple of seasons. He was like the the urban French stand-up. Is he in a bathtub or something? Well, yeah, that, well, that's yeah. The, on all that. That's Pierre Escargot. Pierre, Pierre Escargot. Yes. Oh, yeah, I mean, he he had a character like that on SNL. <laughs> I I said very early on, and I've stood by it this entire time. I think Keenan Thompson will be remembered as one of the most solid Saturday night. I mean, not just because well, of his long j- Sure, yeah. there's that. But just the quality of yeah. stuff he does mm-hmm. on that show is consistently, for what, 20 years, just excellent, I think. No, oh, not just that. He From being on all that, I mean, he's been a star in sketch comedy and as an improv actor, I guess you could call it, like, as a child. The best improv sketch actor of our generation. He also isn't a, a controversial figure. He hasn't had a lot of, yeah. uh, you know, personal baggage in the news and hasn't said a lot of <laughs> problematic things. He's remained pretty unscathed. He's remained pretty, yeah. Do you remember, though, in Fat Albert, like the the Fat Albert kids like cross over into our world? Do you know what I'm talking about, the live action? And then there's a moment where they meet Bill Cosby and it's like this holy figure and it's like, God, that movie probably didn't age so great. Oh. No, not great, no. Yeah. Did you not see Fat Albert? No. It was like a kid's movie. Yeah, but it came out when you were a kid. It came out like it's in 2003. It's been so long since ah, I It didn't look good. I mean. <laughs> it just didn't look funny. It was actually pretty good. <laughs> well, and I'm sure if you were a fan of the original, I mean, it helps. Oh, there you go. You aren't old enough to remember I'm not. the original. Fat Albert wasn't on TV when nope. you were a kid. Not even the uh, <laughs> You've heard that before, yeah, right? I definitely heard that. Okay. Also, I think Keenan played uh, one one character that I'd like to see him uh, bring back is Super Dude. Okay. It would be a Superman character, but his one weakness was milk because he was lactose intolerant. And that's an all that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. This is all that. That was such a good show back in the day. Let me throw out a few things that I remember. I was too old to watch. 
you know, but I'm aware of it. Salute your shorts. You're Camp on Awana. But when we think about you, it makes me want to fart. Yep, remember that one. All right. <laughs> ah, Real Monsters. Hell yeah. I yeah, remember that. Sounds good. The thing where they would drop the slime on you, whatever the hell that was. That you was, can't do that on television. Oh, double, double, double dare? Double dare. Yeah, double no, dare. No, no, no. But also, you can't do that on television. They would always slime them on oh, that. Oh, you can't do that on television. Do you remember that one? The there was a show I'm, called You Can't yeah. Do That on Television? Was it Nickelodeon? Yep. Yeah, it was Nickelodeon. Uh, it was it was a Canadian uh, production, and Alanis Morissette was one of the kids on it. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. interesting. Isn't that ironic? Isn't it ironic? <laughs> Stop it. Okay, Nico, I want your opinion on this story, or just your reaction to this story. A DoorDash customer in Ohio says that his meal came with a side of marijuana at oh. the bottom of the bag. The customer was upset about it and let DoorDash know how he felt about it. What is the legal status of cannabis in Ohio? Megan says she believes that it's as illegal there as it is in Texas. Like the same level of I don't, illegal. Yeah, I don't think it's even uh, legal. I think it's completely so, illegal. DoorDash customer says he found a little baggie of marijuana in the bottom of his bag. Did nice. this start with the driver or did this start in the restaurant that I ordered it from? Which makes me question where are these drugs coming from? He would give me my money back and refund me my order if I gave him my entire bag back because he claimed that there was medicine in the bag for his friend. I told him, no, sir, I can't give it back. I just want certain companies like DoorDash or Grubhub want to question what kind of background checks they're taking for their employees and do they really know the people who are working for them. Uh, get out of here. Whatever, dude. You were what lucky. are you from the 50s? Yeah, seriously. He didn't even give it back. I know. So, I'm sorry I can't do that. I'm turning this into the police. Even I'm if it's only, it down the toilet. It sounds like the <laughs> delivery guy and by the way, I, I want DoorDash to know, tell us what kind of people they're hiring. They all smoke pot. Everybody <laughs> that works for DoorDash, that's part of the attraction. I think you that's don't part get of the job requirements. Right. Yeah. Yeah. you got to smoke pot in right. order to deliver for Uber Eats if, or DoorDash if, or anything, right? If you don't fail your drug test, they don't let you work there. But the driver seemed to be reasonable. Look, give me the bag back. It's got some medicine. <laughs> Which technically, if you went one state over, it would be. Yeah. Right? right. Drugs. Gosh. Does this guy sound like an impossibly backward, narky dork? Yeah, definitely. To you? Uh, cannabis is legal for medi medicinal use. Oh, it is Ohio. medicinal. Okay. okay. Okay, so this could well, have been... absolutely <laughs> medicinal medicine at the bottom of the bag. I don't know. I think you say thank you, call it a day. You don't call yeah. it... Thank yeah. you, sir. Are you going to have a press conference about your... Nico, do you, give the, do you give the weed back or do you pretend that it wasn't in there to begin with? Uh, I pretend it wasn't there. Come <laughs> on. Come no, on. I would be like... Uh, is there no Thank honor you? among potheads? <laughs> I'm not a pothead. There's supposed to be honor among thieves. Is there honor among cannabis lovers? Like no, you wouldn't be like, no oh, I got this guy's. Come on, I got this. Obviously, he didn't mean to put it in the bag. I'd be like, oh, this was a good tip. How how many years do you think until they're advertising cannabis on the Super Bowl? <laughs> That's a real question. How, it, it's so mainstream that it's just like a Bud Light commercial. What's <laughs> <laughs> It wouldn't sound that excited. Uh, was, uh, uh, Joanna, tell tell Nico and Megan our idea for our movie club. Our Monday morning movie club. Yep. 
Um, so they came in and pitched me an idea for it. <laughs> you pitched it first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Said, but then you changed it. You, you and Emily came back and pitched it back to me. Thought out of his own mind. Thought he we could do a podcast where we each watch one movie during the weekend. The and same then, movie. The same movie, and then we come back Monday morning and we do a podcast on the movie we just watched. But I pitched to him instead. Let's do a Facebook Live Monday mornings after the show. And talk about the movie we watched. I don't know what any of that is. Nico, is that a better idea than a podcast? <laughs> yeah, probably. A Facebook Live. Also, because a lot of people miss the Facebook Live stream. Right. And I'm sure bringing that back would be cool. Definitely, um, right? Yeah. And so, right. and so I was like, oh, and then all four of us can each decide a movie to watch each week. And Buzz chose this week. And guess what he wants us to watch? The Godfather. Oh, my God. The Godfather. When it's your turn, I'll have to watch whatever you pick. Oh, so we're each going to pick. I like that. I was like, and then I'm going to choose Spice World. We're all going to have to watch that. Oh, yeah. You know what, though? Buzz might might even like that, though, John. Whatever it is. And you have to be serious about it. The storyline is pretty solid. Spice World (laughs) storyline. The acting is solid. The storyline is solid. The music is epic. Going in, we should pick things that are. You know, accessible. Don't, don't, I, I'm not going to put any like French new wave Fellini. <laughs> oh, okay. You know what I mean? Six and a half minutes? I'm going to put in things that, you know, people have, are at least familiar with. So what do you think you would pick? Ooh, the set, the new Jumanji movie with Kevin Hart and uh, The Rock. I saw that in the theater. The first one or the second <sighs> one? The second one. With, well, okay, I didn't see that no, one. No, what's it called? Doesn't Danny Glover and Danny DeVito. Je- Danny DeVito, but isn't oh, Danny yeah. Glover in it? Yes. I didn't see the second. Either way, I was thinking of a movie that you would just hate. God, what would you? That I would just hate? Yeah. Probably a DC no, movie? this has to be a movie that we you enjoy, and you would be like excited to lead the talk, the discussion on okay. it. On so the, the reason... Line. So this is a book club, it's essentially. Book, yes, it's a book club, okay, but with cool. movies. And the reason I say Godfather is because we have long standing history on this show that Joanna doesn't like Godfather, but I think so that's funny. basically it that's based it's itself. based on a family guy skit. That's the only reason. Yes. Have you ever sat have, you ever, have either one of you ever sat down and like all right, I'm gonna watch the, first the Godfather. Ten minutes, I'm like I read the book. By Mario Puzo. Did you really? Yeah. It's great. It's a really good book. Really? Can you tell me in the book there's one thing about Sonny that is a major plot point, and they very much de-emphasized it in the movie. Sonny was played by James Caan. You didn't read the book. I did. But I well, first of all, I don't, that's a very broad thing. Uh, no, I'm not. Yeah, it's supposed to be very broad and very thick. Oh, his huge member. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Oh, interesting. <laughs> there is a scene in the wedding where some of the girls are talking, and they're like showing with their hands, and that's just like a brief. Of it. Yeah, he That's was at the beginning to, of the book, though. Sonny yeah. was supposed to have, like, an enormous hog schnogger. <laughs> 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 All right. <clears throat> Joanna, what would your movie be? I haven't thought of one yet. God. But God. this week, Buzz has chosen The Godfather. The Godfather. And then that way we can do a Facebook Live. If listeners want to also watch the movie and then join the conversation, they can. It's a good idea. So it's a book club, but with movies. Mm. The Monday Morning Movie Club. Oh, I've got, I've got like a whole list of all my oh. favorite movies. Rob Roy. Uh, also, a lot of these 
he's already made me see guys like he's made me see Rob Roy. he made me see Shakespeare in Love you do love that one I haven't seen that in so long probably how many times have you seen it 20 times 30 by this point yeah, yeah, but it's we, we'll we'll talk about it and analyze it and analyze reassess it. it, and I think it'll be really interesting with the Godfather because oh, really God. you guys just know it from that family. Guys. It insists it, upon it insists itself. Upon I have a couple stuff. ideas. Yeah. All right, Megan, Tw- like uh, Twister, Twister. <laughs> yeah. Remember Twister? Yeah, I that's love that movie. I love Bill it. Pullman. Is he in that? Helen Hunt, right? Yeah, Bill. Bill yep, and Bill Paxton. Rest in peace, right? right? Yeah. yeah. R.I.P. Uh, oh, you did the you did the classic Paxton Pullman Pullman switcheroo. switcheroo. Yeah. Yep. What about oh Hackers with Angelina Jolie? Have you guys ever seen that one? Mm-mm. No. No. If you're into like the cyberspace kind of matrixy things, hacking. Mm. Maybe we'll have different themes every month. Like you pick but, out your favorite mm-hmm. cyberspace. Oh uh, yeah, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Buzz and I are trying to do it, a thing where we could find the movie for free on some streaming oh, yeah. device. Also, I don't know so. how I have a dozen things that I pay for every month, and then every time <laughs> I, then the there's something movie. I specifically want to see, it's like, well, you can rent it for fourteen dollars, or you can buy it for thirty dollars. <laughs> because you're searching on the wrong thing. You're just searching on your TV. Can you believe that's the going right now? Thirty dollars. Well, for to for buy like a movie that's no, still on Amazon Prime. It's like thirty bucks. Yeah, that's if it's still, still in theaters, right? Oh, it's like still Elvis. in theaters. Yeah, like Elvis. If you wanted to yeah. buy it, it's like twenty eight right. bucks, and to rent it, something like fifteen bucks. It's so expensive. But I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the Godfather. Right. You got to have Paramount Plus. Okay. Do I have Paramount Plus? No, you don't. You <laughs> do not. You ask Nico. <laughs> I thought that that was CBS for a while. That was CBS, and now CBS is all access. No. CBS oh, All Access got rolled into right. Paramount+. Plus. I feel like they've done a switcheroo on all of us. It's like, if you subscribe to this, you're going to basically be able to see any movie you ever want. And then, so you sign up for it, a, a year or two in, you realize there's not as much stuff here as they claim. <laughs> or maybe there was this much when I signed on for it. Oh, I know what movie I'm going to make you watch. What? what? You're going to find out when it's my week. Okay. <laughs> But we're wanna, starting off with it. Do you, you want to take classics? Time, By the way, and we couldn't do a thing like... Chinatown. Oh, you know what I'll do? I'll just go to Blockbuster and rent it. You can't do that. What's Blockbuster? <laughs> Joanna even said, do you own Godfather? I told him. I'm like, Look, well, don't you just... Like, you love it so much. Don't you just already have it like on Blu-ray? Yeah, or seriously. I've got it on video cassette. I've got it on DVD. <laughs> I've got the DVD cassette? box set. What's I've a got DVD? The one they put out with extra scenes. like an, Deleted uh, scenes. i got all of it. You know what I don't have? What? DVD player. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I have I have like five different copies on different things, but I don't have anything to play it on. <laughs> I don't need I've seen Godfather like twenty times. I probably don't need to see it again, right? I could do my portion. Would without. you want also suggestions from listeners and stuff to see what yeah. we could choose that week for a movie? Yeah, make it interactive. Sure. And then, like, October's coming up soon. Scary we can movies. start doing scary movies. Oh, yeah. So, October, we do, we do horror every every week. We do some kind of horror. Do you know the movie What Lies Beneath? Oh, I saw a great list. <gasps> I never finished that movie, Megan. So good. It it's what, like, boring Halloween at one, one point. What does lie beneath? <laughs> and I'm like, well, what's going to happen? Does he murder? Harrison Ford, man. Oh, oh, the one with Harrison Ford. Yeah, and, the, and uh, the lady under the water. Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. I never finish it. It's a good one. Maybe I'll. Maybe that'll be my movie. I have to. Sh- I was going to share this with you, Joanna, but I should probably break. It's yeah, yeah. probably break. <laughs> but it's like 
deeply disturbing movies, and it just has a list of all these movies that uh, okay are very Eraserhead. Weird. Yeah, that's a yeah, that's messed classic. Up movie. That's pretty me- just like messed up movies. Okay, and there were a few of them here that I thought. Oh, go, the Hundred Days of Sodom is supposed to be crazy. Yeah, man, I don't know if I want to see that. Yeah, I don't know. There were several here though that I definitely said I need to show this to Joanna to see if she's seen some of these. A lot Saint of- Maud. Have you seen a movie called Saint Maud? Yes, I have. What did you think? Ugh. It It's so weird. Did it stick with you though? It does, but you know I what wish I mean? it didn't. There's some movies that you find yourself oh, I'm still thinking about that movie. It's a it's a sticky movie. Ugh, yeah. Sticky? Yeah, you know, it's it sticks with you. Kill list. You ever seen Kill List? No. Okay. How about Eden Lake? Okay. All right, we'll take a break, and we'll come back here in just a moment. I've got True Crime on the way. More of the Buzz Adams Morning Show right after this. Hey, everybody. It's the sound of the police. That's the sound of the beast. It's time for this week's True Crime Report. Actual crime stories from around the world and across the nation. Got to start off with uh, sex at an amusement park story. A <laughs> uh, couple of, I was going to say kids, but they're not, they're not really that young, were arrested after allegedly having sex on the, all right, if there's anybody that knows this theme park in Sandusky, Ohio, the giant wheel at Cedar Point in Ohio. Yep, Cedar Point. One of the tallest Ferris wheels in the United States. The event happened on Sunday evening. The man and the woman, who are not named in the report, are both 32 years old. (laughs) There were multiple witnesses, including two juveniles. It was their kids. The witnesses say (laughs) that, that the couple knew people were watching, didn't care, and even laughed about it. People complained to security, and the police were called. At first, the couple denied doing anything naughty the woman said that she had (laughs) uh, the woman told police that she had dropped a pack of cigarettes and been over to pick them up and the guy was just helping her pick up the cigarettes from behind (laughs) (laughs) what did I miss Later, they admitted to having sex. They were like, you they know were what? charged yeah, with public indecency. I dropped my cigarettes, and he was helping me pick them up. It's just like uh, when you hear somebody from, uh, you know, I'll go ahead and pick on Oklahoma in this case. Say, I was just trying to help that sheep get over that fence, officer. No, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Notes on cars have started showing up in San Francisco. Uh, and here's what the note on the windshield. You, you, know, you ever come back and somebody stuck something under your windshield? Yep. It's usually a flyer or mm-hmm. whatever. This was a more personal plea. It said, I don't want to steal anymore, but I have bills to pay. Can you help me, please? The, the flyers included links to PayPal, Cash App, or a QR code to send Bitcoin. <laughs> uh, so the police are calling it a scam. But some people say that they feel threatened uh, by the message on their car. So 
Here, uh, here's one of the people. This is uh, Marcia Seffen talking about how it made her feel unsafe to find this flyer on her windshield. I was actually a little scared, a little rattled. I didn't know if they were going to come back to break into my car or anyone else's car. It was something I had to consider every time I came to work and um, actually just adjusting the way I parked and where I parked. So it did affect me um, and it still does. Uh, Local news looked into it and turned out The same note had been left on a bunch of cars around the University of San Francisco area. Um, How would they know? Like, if you cash apped them, how would they know, okay, don't mess with this car? If it were, if it were like a a legitimate threat. But they're taking it as, oh, it's just a, it's just a scam. They're trying to get you to send them money. Oh, definitely. Because there's no guarantee he's not going to just come back and rob you again anyways. Right. I bet he doesn't give you a little sticker like the police do whenever right. you donate to the secret policeman's ball or whatever. Or what if you give him the money, he comes back and keeps robbing you, and he's like, just a little bit more this time. Yeah. Starts milking you. Well, the guy in Denver we're going to hear from, Andrew Rausch. Uh, got fed up with people letting their dogs poop outside his home and poop on the yard, not cleaning it up. So he put up signs, politely asking people to be respectful. He even put up a stand with free doo-doo bags. Oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Some people were still letting their dogs go to go to the potty on his yard. So Mr. Roush installed a security camera to catch them. And he got footage of one of the culprits. Some guy with a dog didn't pick up the dog's poop. Mr. Roush says he didn't recognize him, but used the site next door to put him on blast. If you're not on the next door app, it's just like neighborhood gossip. Well, apparently that guy saw the post because he came back a few nights later, left another gift on the lawn. This time it was his own poop. Security camera caught the neighbor uh, relieving himself in the same part of the yard that his dog had pooped in. So here is Denver man Andrew Roush saying that he feels like it's retaliation because he called out some of his neighbors for not cleaning up after their dogs. A man was walking his dog, comes up here and pulls his shorts down and defecated on our property. <laughs> I think it's probably retaliation. I just like to think that most people are going to be courteous and respectful and responsible pet owners and clean up after them. But when these kinds of things happen, you end up on the news. <laughs> Seems like a lot of effort to defecate on a lawn. Right. You ever been pooping mad, Buzz, at somebody? Just so mad pooping I can poop? Mad. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? This guy deserves? I've never been that man. Here's uh, one more story. An 18-year-old in Florida was arrested on Monday after he sent a random text offering to sell cocaine. Jack Fisher is the name of the 18-year-old Florida man. He sent a random text message, and it ended up that it went to a county commissioner. Wait a second. What do you mean a random? Like a 
Just picked a number? Like a, a, a right. cocaine dealer might just, hey, randomly, I'm going to send out like flash notices. That's called cold buy- calling. Hello. Sure. It's an age-old sales, <laughs> sales tactic. <laughs> sure. It's a cold call. Yeah, but... Uh, so it went to a county commissioner offering to sell him an eight ball of cocaine. The county commissioner went to the police and they traced the number and the authorities arranged a meetup <laughs> at the shore of a pond near Bird of Paradise Drive in Palm Coast, which sounds like delightful. <laughs> <laughs> The 18-year-old man arrived and police were waiting. He was carrying a bag with 3.2 grams of fentanyl, which is enough to potentially kill 1,585 people. So he he cold-called for cocaine and then showed up with fentanyl? I think an eight ball is cocaine and something else, right? I don't know. You don't know what that is? No, why would I know? All right, hold on. Joanna. I thought it was just cocaine. Yeah, I thought it was just cocaine. I don't think it's... Well, yeah, okay, then good question. Why did he have the fentanyl? Well, Uh, that's the crime. I mean, he showed up with fentanyl. He was charged with felony possession. Maybe they expected to catch him with cocaine, but he showed up with fentanyl, and they charged him with intent to distribute. Not as advertised, sir. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, and it doesn't clarify what's, what's behind a random text. Do you think... Coke dealers are having such a hard time that they're just sending out random blasts. Hey, man, got some good stuff. That sounds insane. You know what else also sounds insane? The district attorney's office in El Paso. We had uh, <laughs> we had a guest on earlier, uh, a well-known lawyer and former judge, uh, Chris Ancliffe, talked to us earlier and said that there... Well, use the word unprecedented <laughs> several times. The disarray that the DA's office in. So earlier this week, they they turned loose like a hundred people who had just been held so long that the jail magistrate said we we can't hold them anymore. The DA's office hasn't pursued this. They haven't made any filings. They haven't done anything. So they let a hundred people go. Some of these were nonviolent offenses, but some of them were DUIs. There was an assault on a police officer. Lots of family, Ugh. domestic uh, disputes and yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah, one fourth of the cases were the one fourth of the cases. Family, yeah, were family criminals. violence. So if you were, yeah, if you're married, you know, if you have a, a restraining order against a ex husband or ex boyfriend or somebody who's stalking you, and then this gets thrown out, then any form of protection that was upheld in that situation now will the, be will be expunged. The DA after months of not responding to media requests, did an interview, I guess, yesterday with Kay Fox, but she blamed it. And it's it. not her fault, she, people. What a surprise. She says it's not her fault, and she has a lot of different uh, places that she puts the blame on, but they said that there are a bunch more that are going to be released later. Mm-hmm. They're just going to have to be letting... I, I think I heard 200 more yeah, might be released to, this about week. About 400 this week, about 100 a day. About 100 a day are just being released from incarceration because the DA's office is not, not not only not prosecuting, not even starting the process. Right. Not, so we sent Nico out anything. outside the jail in downtown El Paso uh, to do a little man in the street interview stuff. We're here downtown to ask those who were recently released what their reaction was. 
Let's talk to this gentleman. Are you happy to be out? Hell yeah, I'm happy to be out. I say I've been in for a long time. Wait, wait a second, bro. I got a check it. They gave me all my property back, I say. I got my long socks, my chuckies, my chapstick. Okay, okay, wait. I got my wallet right here on the end of my chain. Got my prison wallet right here on the end of my... Orale. It looks like I got everything. Now what's up? Oh, man, check this out. They said I took an axe and I chopped up my family. And I thought I was going to be in there for a long time because I admitted it on Facebook. And I live-streamed the whole thing, I said. But thanks to my defense attorney, Ivan Rosales, I'm a free man today. But, sir, uh, Ivan Rosales is not a defense attorney. Wait, she's not? No, she's the district attorney. Well, she's the best damn attorney in this district, S.A. All the homies in cell block C say, even if you didn't do it, Yvonne can get you off scot-free. Yvonne, you got a voter for life, girl. <laughs> and you, sir, are you happy to be out? Yeah, you got that right, Vato. I've been in there since, like, Memorial Day weekend. They caught me on camera shoplifting at the Bronco swap meet. They said I was stealing, but Yvonne Rosales has stolen my heart. I love you, Yvonne. Thank you for letting me out. You're the best distinct attorney El Chuco has ever had. <laughs> Next up, let's talk to this gentleman. Check this out. I was ripping some linoleum out of my old lady's bathroom, and I started drinking some Modelos. I got into a groove, you know? Rip some linoleum, drink a Modelo, strip, drink, strip, drink. Before I knew it, my DIY had turned into a DUI. Did they give you a breathalyzer? Yeah. I blew a 15, but now I'm blowing a kiss to the stupid jail magistrate. <laughs> Muchas gracias, Ivon Rosales. You're the kind of distracted attorney this city needs, eh? All right, so some very topical man-in-the-street interviews. <laughs> yeah, good job, yeah. It was a tough job, but somebody nice had to job, do it. Yeah. Way to get out there and uh, talk to the folks. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. We've got one more segment left today, and more of the Buzz Adams Morning Show is coming up right after this. The Morning Show that's live and... Bucks has a patio? Yeah. And it was voted El Paso's, Paso's best? best patio? I guess so. I haven't been. That's where you can get your steak and lobster. On the patio. Joanne has mentioned a few times she's dying to go. Yep. <laughs> Let's go to Bucks, Buzz. I think it would cost too many bucks for Buzz. <laughs> <laughs> Something tells me I'd be on the You don't hook. have Buzz Bucks? <laughs> <laughs> Buzz, you used to go to the strip clubs pretty frequently, I would you say? I have a girlfriend now. So. Uh, what order do you want me to take these questions in? Did I? Uh, sure. <laughs> sure. sure. I, yeah, I don't know. Did we not meet Carlos Mencia at the strip club one time? And that's where I asked you if I could be on the show. You know, I don't recall. <laughs> Fridays, didn't you start to be like, hey, let's just go to the strip club after the show. <laughs> it's like one in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah, because we'll be the only ones in there. <laughs> and some of the some of the early people are going to start showing up. Right. Yeah. We're going to be early only, bird special. We're going to be the only customers there. What's your point? Let's go to Bucks. <laughs> you can sit out on the patio. Take the girls. Best patio in town. Let me tell you about the weather today. So looking outside, we got a lot of clouds, mostly cloudy today. We're going to see that continuing chance of rain at about 20% throughout the day today. 83 for the high, so it's going to keep it cooler. 
Uh, for tomorrow, more thunderstorms, scattered showers and thunderstorms on the way for tomorrow's forecast, also 83. And then overnight Friday into Saturday, it looks like we're looking at a big wall of rain, 98%. Remember, that's percentage of coverage area. That means, that means 98% be, of El Paso. It's going to be raining everywhere in El Paso overnight Friday into Saturday, and we got still that chance of rain anywhere from 20 to 40% right on through Sunday and into Monday. So get ready for some rain. Did you I, get a lot last night? Pretty pretty steadily, yeah. Well, how's I, your, How was the pothole in your... Is it filled? Yeah, I'm gonna stock it with fish. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna put some. I'm gonna put some koi in there. <laughs> koi ponds are. A, I don't know if they're a big deal everywhere else, but there's like a whole group of koi pond enthusiasts. Do you know what a koi is? Uh, it's, it's like when, a it's giant when you're just playing fish. with somebody and you just want to be shy about it. <laughs> no, that's a koi. Oh, okay. They're like giant goldfish. Yeah, like a big. And people giant, have little ponds yeah, and little water pond. features, and they very popular tattoos for some reason. I gotta think the worst would be That's when your when your koi fish dies. I mean, who has a toilet that big? <laughs> <laughs> I got this on my next door, and I had to look it up. Mm-hmm. So you know what the next door app is, right, Joanna? I love it. It's like yeah. neighborhood gossip. Yep. We're new to El Paso. And I was curious. This is right up your alley, Joanna Barber. Okay. I was curious, which is celebrated more here? Halloween or a Dia, Dia de Muertos? Oh, that's a good question. Both? And, no, in El Paso, it's probably Halloween. 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 Yeah. But there's usually a really good thing downtown for the other sure. Muertos. Yeah, but Halloween is Halloween still Halloween for sure, yeah. Yeah, everybody agrees. Uh, somebody says definitely Halloween, but you'll see a couple of activities around town for Dia de los mm-hmm. Muertos. Usually, the Mujer Obrero will have a festival. Okay, aren't they also kind of? I mean, when you go to a party on Halloween, isn't it kind of like Halloween Dia de los Muertos all rolled into one? Mm-hmm. No. This Halloween, there's a great concert, Joanna. You want to tell people about the bands that are coming <gasps> on Halloween night? Yes, it's the Trinity of Terror tour on Halloween night. So perfect. Um, right. And it's Ice Nine Kills. Great horror band. I love them. Motionless and White. Also a great horror band. Black Veil Bright. Yeah. Mm. Also, isn't a Treyu making and an appearance? special guest, a Treyu. Good one, Nico. So yeah. Tell you there oh, okay. are a lot of cities a lot bigger than than El Paso that wish they had a Halloween. We're not worthy. Lucky, are not worthy. So lucky. So awesome. Uh, before I wrap up, I know you guys like stories about monkeys. We've done monkey stories before, and it always seems to get a good reaction. Monkey, a small capuchin monkey. <sighs> okay. What are the capuchins? Those are like the the like a teacup monkey, the almost like a from like Capuch. an organ grinder yeah, like your monkey. Organ grinder monkey, <laughs> like an organ grinder monkey, right? <laughs> I think that's the specific subspecies is organ grinder. Well, this monkey accidentally dialed nine one one from a zoo in California. <laughs> Help! That's nice. There they, was uh... there was no monkey emergency. The monkey was just very inquisitive. And did somehow... they send a unit out there to? Check on the monkey status. 
you know, it's it's always good that I have the stories, the he, links to the stories, so I can bring it up because you always are so curious. You want more details. Do you have you know? a rotary phone in there? Do you have <laughs> I think own, it was a touch. Do you have uh, his own line? The call disconnected. Dispatchers tried to call back and text back, but there was no response. Turns out because it was a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> so deputies were sent to investigate. <laughs> this according to the San Luis Obispo County Sheriff's Office. The address turned out to be the zoo to you near Paso Robles. Imagine working at the zoo and police come up and like, we got a call from who? Uh, apparently they didn't the, say. They, they, they hung up. Wait, wait, wait. The deputies finally deduced that a capuchin monkey named Route, R-O-U-T-E, had apparently picked up the zoo's cell phone, which was in a golf cart used to move about the property. Do they let the monkeys roam around the zoo? Because that sounds <laughs> awesome. That sounds awesome. No, I think one of the zookeepers was there and the monkey took the phone from them. Awesome or scary? Uh, so anyway, uh, 911 call the... Monkey route will not be charged with the misuse of 911 because, again, he's a monkey, not a person. 911, what is your emergency? <laughs> I can't hear you. You need to speak up, please. Are you there by yourself? <laughs> hey, what is your name? How can I help you? Well, I don't know about it, so I need to talk to them about it. <laughs> Bye-bye. That's uh, exclusive audio. Nobody else has that. All right, have a great one. We got a we got an After Buzz podcast we coming do. up today. We have uh, Buzz Adams on Demand podcast. We not, do. Which isn't really a podcast, but it's totally a podcast. All right, we've got all that headed your way, and we'll be back tomorrow morning. Carlos Mencia, I think... Uh, indicated that he was going to drop by again tomorrow so we got carlos coming do. back. let's take a uh well a 20 hour break here <laughs> it is a break but it's almost uh, friday we'll be back tomorrow so long that's the show for today